We here at Superhouse are non-compliant. Hashtag Bitch Planet. So hey everybody, welcome to Superhouse episode 27. This is Joey coming out from LA. This is Andrew, also from Los Angeles. Currently, it's just the three of us here. We could be joined by uh, Stefan at some point, but for now, it's just going to be the three of us. We wanted to get right to it and start talking about Kevin Smith's latest work, known as Yoga Hosers. Uh, let's see, um, who wants to take this one away first? Oh, shit, I'll go. I'll let you two go. Alright. Do you want me to go first, Andrew? Oh, you already said you want to, so take it away. Alright, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm opening the door if you want to. I'll go after you. I'll go after you. What do, What can I say? I fucking love this movie. I thought it was, <laughs> thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I uh, I I don't know. It's like Kevin Smith not giving a shit about you know critics anymore or like fans is great, man. I mean, if you're gonna be an artist, be a fucking artist. And you know if that's making movies with your friends and close family members, then fuck yeah, man. You like apparently someone gave him the money to make this fucking movie, so you know uh, I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was a blast. It uh, took me back to kind of watching like TNT, like midnight movies, just like weird shit you would just see. You're just like, what the fuck am I watching? This is weird. Oh, like, definitely. Uh, the things that come to mind are like Night of the Comet, which is about two girls that also like kind of take on this weird kind of zombie invasion kind of thing but it also is like doesn't make a lot of sense most of the time and like the ending's not that good so uh i just it felt like that to me and that was kind of fun um you know i i just there's so many like little things that were just so great like i love kevin smith i I love the way he writes dialogue i think it's it's probably like a generational thing too like i was at work and uh the uh, the guy i went and saw it with matt he was like he was like, we were talking about it. I'm like, people, what are you talking about? We're like, oh, the new Kevin Smith movie. And they're like, Kevin who? And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. Mall rats? And they're like, mall what? And I was like, whoa, 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 Dogma. And they're like, dog what? And I was like, whoa, 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 Wait, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I was like, Clerks 2. And I was like trying to think. I was like, Tusk, Red State, and just like no one knew. And these kids are all like 20, 21. And I was like, oh, shit, this is fucking weird, man. Like, I just assumed people knew who Kevin Smith was, but there's a whole generation of people who are going to find his movies at some point and probably love him as much as I do at some point. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, I loved it. And uh, to sum it up, uh, there's a – well, I once saw the Fathom event of it, and this little nine-year-old girl gets up, and she goes, I like it because girls hit stuff with sticks. <laughs> that's, that's how that's how I, uh, my little rant like we can get into it a little deeper if we want but i enjoyed it i thought it was a great film i had i laughed that loud like i was kind of embarrassed i was laughing so much but everyone else was it was a good environment to be in a lot of like kevin smith fans were there there's also a really funny mexican who would just stand up and like shout things and like he was kept, he kept on going and getting beer throughout the movie because you can only get one at a time so he'd like put a cut like a cup in each chair next to him because there was only like 10 people in there but uh it was a good environment to see that movie and everyone was laughing it up and enjoying it no one was like oh that's fucking stupid so it was a good theater experience as well 
All right. So I liked it. I don't think I liked it quite as much as you did, but I did think the Bratsies were hilarious for the most part. Um, some of the jokes kind of fell flat, and I could see the generational gap that you're talking about. Like, he he keeps making, like, 90s movies over and over again, which is cool. And he said that this one's more of an 80s movie, yeah. which I could kind of see that as well. But I, I do ultimately give it a thumbs up because, like you, Matty, it's just the freshness. Like, just like with Tusk, like, I've never seen a motherfucker turn into a fucking walrus before. I've never seen Bratsies before. Nobody else is doing this shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the scenes, like, Joey's probably going to say, some of the scenes go on so fucking long, and we didn't need all those impressions from Ralph Garman. I think Ralph Garman is great. I will listen to Hollywood Babylon every Monday morning. Uh, you know, it, it helps my commute and all that. But, yeah, I don't know. I felt like that was a bit like... You don't have to do every one of your impressions for this movie. Um, but the joke about, like, when the Bratsy says, Papa! Or uh, whenever uh, he's, like, making them all line up and go into the big goalie golem. And uh, he's saying, let's all go to the movies. That was a really great joke. Yeah. And also, like, the, the Canadian kid that was, like, Satanist. <laughs> Oh, dude, I fucking love the Satanist. <laughs> that shit was, it was like, okay, but he also felt like, like, really, like, I don't know if he was actually Canadian or just Kevin Smith's interpretation of what a Canadian should be. Yeah. Uh, he's a, he's a self-proclaimed, proclaimed, uh, Canada, Canada, Canada file. Uh, he loves Canada for some reason. Um, I thought, uh... Lily Depp was a, probably a better actress than his daughter was. Um, although they were both good. I mean, it wasn't too much of a stretch, really, most of the time. But it seemed like Lily Depp had more chops for some reason. And uh, let's see. I felt like the last scene when they, when they fought the Goalie Golem, like, there's not much struggle. Like, they he just he kills the one dude, and then they just automatically know how to defeat him. But... Then again, like, how much, I don't know, how much do I want from this movie, you know? It's like, I knew it was 22% and Rotten Tomatoes walking into it, and I knew, you know, pretty much what it was all about. And also, if you if you listen to his podcast, there's, like, little hints from his podcast throughout the fucking movie. Like, there's this one line where he says the expression, by hook or by crook. Yeah. There's an episode of Edumacation that he does it's like a science podcast he does science slash like general knowledge and there's an episode where they talk about the origins of expressions and they talk about the origin of by hook or by crook throughout that so he had to have put that in because of that podcast i mean anyway if you're a smartcast listener like i feel like you can enjoy that movie even more that's just no one else, and also no one else is doing that either like the whole podcast movie fusion type deal uh, I don't even listen to that shit, and I loved it. <laughs> right, um, but anyway, yeah, I'd say ultimately thumbs up. Although it had, it definitely has some pro some problems, but you know, I'm glad I I'm glad I saw it. Now take it away, Joey. Um, I'm gonna have to say like with, with what you just said, Maddie, with uh, the the girl standing up. She said, "It's uh, it's girls hitting stuff with sticks." Yeah, I'd say that's definitely like. 
yeah, how I'd, I'd sum up the movie. Um, it, <laughs> it felt like a, it was almost like a Disney movie for like kids, for like young girls to go watch. Um, you know, the two main guys. characters were girls, um, but it was more of like a PG-13 version. Um, I hated the Bratsies. I thought they were so fucking annoying. I didn't know what was going on. Like, what are these things running around? <laughs> like, like horrible little voices and like, you know. <laughs> then, then when you, as, as the movie goes on, you sort of figure out where they're coming from. You're like, okay, all right, I got it. Um, it didn't take itself seriously at all. Um, I didn't really know where the movie was going. I'm like, okay, cool. They met a, they met some boys. They're gonna go to a party. Now they can't go to the party, like, but they're eventually going to get to the party, but that, like, doesn't happen. So I'm like, okay, so that, that totally got switched. Um, the kids are, like, Satanists, you know, devil worshipers, and then, like, they're quickly, like, thrown out. I like seeing, um, like you, Andrew said, like, sort of like a family affair, like Kevin Smith and his wife, Johnny Depp and his ex-wife. Um, or I guess they were, they never got married, so I guess you really can't say ex-wife. Um, they were all in there. Like the Johnny Depp character was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of took back to the uh, the Robin Hood men in tights with the moles. Yeah, like, moving, yeah. moving around his face. Um, but I think it was it was fun. I, I keep thinking about it. You said like I, it was fun. There was there were some annoyances. But like I did like think it was something kind of fresh. Um, usually when you see like movies that come out in sort of theaters, aka Hollywood, um, they're usually all about women like I don't know, going to get drunk, like drinking a lot, smashing stuff, like kinda like um you know, like Sex in the City or uh uh, bridesmaids, bad moms. It's kind it. of the, which I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Which is fine, but like this is something different. Where it's like these sort of young girls, like they work at this crap job, but they're like they curse, but they're not like overly dirty. Um, and I thought that was kind of cool. That was like you know something that I, we, there were some young kids in our audience as well, and they're watching, and I was like, I bet they're having a pretty good time. Yeah. So you know, it's uh, it's cool seeing like Kevin Smith like kind of make his own movie do his own thing still um, but yeah I mean I, I I enjoyed it for the most part yeah I just I don't feel this movie is not made for 30 year old 30 something males no no you know, right uh, right so, I mean and plus us going into it if people know us listen to us you guys work in film I, well, I because I live with you guys I know a shit ton about film so it's easy to pick apart all these little things we don't like about it and like how we would have made it better or that and that's i'm sure that's what reviews are doing but it's like and it's so nice to just like just see someone do something they wanted to do i love like the homegrown kind of feel to it like him just hanging out with his buddies putting people in his movies that he likes and like people are like oh he put his daughter in it blah blah blah. it's like fuck yeah man if i, if I was if i was kevin smith or a famous director and my kids wanted to be in a movie Fuck yeah, you best believe I'd put her in a movie. Yeah, I hate that argument, actually. That's been thrown around from fanboys, and I feel like he's been making film for 20 fucking plus years now. He, he's only done this once, guys. He's he's not making this movie to, like, to, to like, really get, um, you know, the best actor for the part. Like, really, like, 
make this a whole thing. He probably they probably spent less than a month making this, shooting this movie, so yeah, it was very it was. small. Uh, the fact that it, it even got in the theaters is because of Kevin Smith. That's it. Um, yeah. Like it's not by Paramount or Fox or any of this stuff. It's like this is basically Kevin Smith saying, "Hey, I have a cool movie I want to do," and like somebody paid him some money, and then like they were able to get into a couple of theaters. So, yeah, he explained. I don't know with Yoga Hosers, but with Tusk, it was it was paid for entirely by this company's slush fund. Just yeah. a little bit of run over they had over the year, and the guy was like, "Yeah, I want to see that Walrus movie." <laughs> <laughs> so they just they threw him some bones and then he made it and like that was it. I love that story of like the guy that guy calls him up. He's like, "Hey, is this Kevin Smith?" And Kevin Smith's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "I want to talk to you about uh, your Walrus movie." And Kevin Smith is like, "Does this motherfucker have another Walrus movie?" It's <laughs> like, "No, no one has another. No one thought of that shit." Uh, but uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I really like this like weird little trilogy he's doing. I can't wait for Moose Jaws. Moose Jaws has a has the chance to be kind of big, I think. Like Yoga Hosers is so indie, but I think Moose Jaws he could find his footing again. Well, maybe I, think, I, I don't think, know. I think Tusk is like a solid, weird little fucking horror gem. Yeah, you know, it is kind of like Red State too. I mean, they definitely have like the Kevin Smith moments, but they are not. Those two films are not Kevin Smith films. Like when I think of Kevin Smith, Yoga Hosers is more of the Kevin Smith. Right. That I like. Like that's like it's got like. Kind of like I went back and watched. Um, I went back and watched Jay and Silent Bob, and if we want to talk about a shitty movie, Jay and Silent <laughs> Bob Strike Back is fucking terrible. Yes. Like I would much rather watch Yoga Hosers over that. Um, Dude, I remember. Are... I remember really liking Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I don't know why. Like the cock knocker or whatever. <laughs> I mean, there's funny moments. Man. I just like overall as an entire film. I enjoy Yoga Hosers more than I enjoyed uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. But you know, I felt like there's a lot of. I, I don't know. I like that movie's fun, and I'm just gonna. Uh, I also went and saw Rob Zombie's 31. And to kind of compare it to Yoga Hosers, even though they're two entirely different films, uh, it is nice to see uh, uh, directors that you can sit down, even if you don't. Like, I know it's a Kevin Smith, I know what to expect. I sat down to Rob Zombie's 31, I knew what to expect. And that's kind of nice. Like, you know, going and thinking of like some of the bigger movies that's come out, like. Um, God, I don't want to talk about Suicide Squad, but fucking Suicide Squad and the director, like, his other movies don't look anything like Suicide Squad. I had no idea what I was in for, but it's kind of nice to go to the theater and see that Kevin Smith and Rob Zombie and some of these guys are still making films, and, like, even if they're 90s-inspired or inspired by other, like, 70s and 80s films or whatever the fuck they're inspired by, like, that's nice to see that that stuff is still being made, and you can still go to the theater and see that. You don't have to wait for, like red box for it or anything you can just you can go have that theater experience because i feel like we're losing a lot of um you know that artistic voice in film unless you like go like you know the indie route or foreign film route you know like right. i feel like you know if i didn't know anything about directors i could someone could be like oh yeah the guy who did batman versus superman made suicide squad and i probably would believe them if i didn't know anything about those two directors right you know? and i mean it's kind of nice to go in and know that, like, I just saw a Kevin Smith film. His dialogue's different, doesn't sound the same. It's very uniquely him. And, like, like I was kind of joking with Andrew before we got on about how Rob Zombie's, like, villains most of the time are, like, inbred motherfuckers. It's, like, it's nice to know that Rob Zombie's still doing that. Like, everyone's inbred. Everybody's hillbilly as fuck. It's fun. What's you that know? one with, like, the, the redneck family? Uh, 
there's another one. Rob Zombie. Uh, the House with, of a Thousand Corpses? I think so, yeah. That, I, I like that one a lot. That was a really good horror movie. <clears throat> yeah, that's got uh, Walton Goggins in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Walter Goggins, dude, is one of my favorites. <laughs> up and he deserves everything he gets he does yeah, he's I, I looked him up he's from alabama and he likes traveling he's been he's been all over the world it's just uh, he's he's like he's me in predators dude he's great in fucking predators is he oh, i yeah. saw predators i saw Predators with joey and jeremy at the in hollywood when i, I first I, I moved here that's right you saw it mm-hmm i love predators yeah that was actually good no not many people talked about it i feel like we can talk about it right now. I'm ready. <laughs> I tell you all the things I love about that fucking movie. Adrian Brody. I've only seen it that one time. I, I want to see it again. Yeah, me too. I have seen it. I saw it twice in the theater. <laughs> oh, I bet you it. did. Dude, uh, this is the thing with. That's his shit, bro. That's his shit. Any Predator yep. alien films, I have to see like twice because I have to let them know <laughs> that I want more of these, even if it fucking sucks. Because at some point, someone is going to get this right. Like right now, right. we have fucking Shane Black writing a new Predator movie. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that does sound really good. That sounds really good. Because I saw those Alien vs. Predator movies twice. Maddie, I got to say, I, I'm not I'm not the insane creature fanatic you are, but I, I think I like Predator more, as a creature, I like Predator more than Alien. Oh, dude, totally agree with you. Predator has, like, a fucking honor code. It's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking bugs, man. They're, they're there to fucking destroy everything. And Predator, like, the great thing about Predator and that creature, like, that is so good because it's like, he just wants to fight the top guy. Like, that right. scene in Predator 2 where he holds up the woman and then there are babies in there. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's not going to kill her because there's a baby in there. And he's like, oh, no, that woman's tough as shit. I want to see what her kid's going to do. I'll right. come back and fight her later or him later. Right, right, right. Like, uh, I just, I, I actually did a speech about this in fucking college. <laughs> like, you had to like, you just had to like uh, do like who, like a basically who was better speech. And I had like, uh, that's when the that two disc predator came out, and it had like all the weapons. Like, it was fucking like I had like uh, the DVD menu up and was like going through everything and telling mm-hmm. how predator was better than the alien. And I mean, I love aliens, but man, predator fucking rocks, man. If there's yeah. anything that should have more movies, it's fucking Predator. I mean, both of those franchises, I don't understand like why they stopped for so long. Yeah, you know? they it's definitely like, yeah. they complement each other. <clears throat> yeah, dude. yeah. Predator's sort of I, like like a solo ahead, guy. Predator's like solo guy. <clears throat> the aliens, like you said, are a bunch of bugs, but they have a queen, you know. Yeah. And they're just like, there's no remorse or anything, and then you have just the predators. It's kind of just a lone soldier that kind of goes after sort of any hunt, you know. So yeah, I, I, I like kind of both. I feel like the same. I feel like I can say there's pros and cons about each. So yeah, I'm like, and then the fact that they are always alien versus predator, it's like, it's like this, this is the best. The invisibility shit and all the gadgets the predator has and all that and the code, yeah. I think it's cool. I like that. And the thing I like, I mean, the thing that makes the Alien movie so good is you have this cast of characters that have to take on the aliens. Right. Which makes it so good. Right. Because, like, Aliens is fucking amazing. Like, that cast is so good. You know, um, you know, even in Alien, you have this whole space crew just taking on one alien, and you see, you, like, even that is, like, fucking terrifying for, like, you know, five, six, seven, however many fucking people are on that ship to take on one of these things. Like, I don't know, they're great fucking movies, man. It's just... You know, I just, it's, you know, I'm very excited for Shane Black's Predator, 
just to see what he'll do with it. Uh, kind of excited for Alien Covenant. I'm kind of I'm holding it inside because it is really Scott again. So, and I did not care for Prometheus that much. So, but Alien Covenant, some of the stills I've seen from set look pretty interesting. So, it could be good, but just I don't know. I want a solid Alien versus Predator movie. If there's anything that like someone's like, here's all this money, make anything you want, get your creative team. I'd be like, it's gonna be Alien versus Predator. Hope you're ready. Four hours long. A lot of it's gonna be subtitled in Predator language. Alien screams at one another. Uh, it's basically gonna be like the Planet of the Apes movies, where they'll have those like uh, sign language moments where you're like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? You're like you're just reading for like. 30 minutes about what these apes are talking about. I was like, I'd fucking eat that shit up. Could you imagine those fucking predators doing that shit? I'd be like, yes, more predator homeworld, yeah. <laughs> I was so, thinking that too when you said the uh, Planet of the Apes. Like, I, I was su- I, I was surprised that whole like first hour was like subtitled ape language. Dude, I fucking eat that shit up. Wally, there's like no dialogue. That shit's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I love that shit. Those those Planet of the Eight reboot movies, man, they're like too good for like why? What the fuck? Why are these so good? Like this, they should be terrible. It should be Tim Burton all over again. But they're not. They're incredible. Dude, I thought uh, what what's the new one? Is that Don? Don yeah, Don. Yeah. I thought that one was fucking great, dude. Yeah. Like, just the cast is great. It's like a no name cast for the most part. I mean, Gary Oldman's like your biggest fucking actor in there, for to the mass audiences like. Uh, I like Cody Smith McPhee or whatever. I like him a lot. He's dude. That movie is fucking. I did not expect. I thought like after Rise, I was like, it's gonna go downhill. No one cares about this. But it's like Matt Reeves directing, and this is the cast. I was like, oh shit, this shit's gonna be tight. <laughs> it was. Every bit of it was great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one. Well, <laughs> anyway, do we have any closing remarks on Yoga Hosers? Yoga Hosers, go see it. Fuck what Rotten Tomatoes and the critics say, because they get paid to go see that shit. They probably wouldn't see it if they didn't get paid to go see it. So just go see movies for yourself. If it looks cool to you, go fucking see that movie. <laughs> Take your kick-ass daughters to see it. Yeah, that's a good that's a good ender on it. Um, yeah, I agree with both you guys. Uh, don't follow what Rotten Tomatoes says in, on this case because Kevin Smith is such a you know, different thing. And if you've ever liked any of his films, you might, you probably like this one. So there you go. Um, all right. So we wanted to move on. Uh, let's go into just what I'm assuming will be just minor, like a little quick topics. But, uh, even if we have nothing to say about it, let's just, let's just run through it real quick. Um, John Favreau coming in MCU again in the Spider-Man movie as Happy Hogan. Anybody got any thoughts on that? Yes, I agree. Nope. I, I'm in. <laughs> Joey? I, lo- I love his character. I love that character. I love the way he plays him. I like John Favreau. Uh, I like him in his little moments. Uh, and then there was this movie he did called Chef, which is also really good. If you guys haven't seen it, watch that. Fucking I movie. have seen it's Chef. It's great. great. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking heartwarming as shit. It's great family film. Fucking love it. I like watching that guy just do his thing. And Hashtag like, food porn. Yeah. But yeah. Don't like if you're hungry, don't watch that fucking movie. Yeah, that's a hell of a Make movie, sure man, you, with the food. Make sure you got some good eats in front of you while you watch. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited. Like I've done like he's great. Like, yes. Anything Marvel wants to do, I'm just in. Sign me up. I'd watch a movie about him for two three hours long. Happy Hogan the movie. 
Dude, I fucking watch that shit. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think he's been really good in the uh, Iron Man movies. I mean, he was really good in the fucking pretty bad Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck. You know, he's been part of Marvel for a long ass time now. That dude's and, a solid actor too. He's a great actor, uh, great director. I mean, Jungle Book's one of the best movies this year, I think. And uh, I mean, there's also there's a rumor that you know whenever they switched Marvel. Uh, Started to answer only to the top, to the top guy, at at, Mar at at Disney, they were answering to a guy below that or even below that maybe, and I don't think John Favreau. This is the story anyway. The rumor: John Favreau didn't get along with this guy, and uh, now this guy's out of the picture, and Feige's only answering to the top top dude. Everything's kind of happy again, uh, seemingly. So um, I think that's why he's kind of back in the mix, but. Um, yeah, it'll be cool. Did you have anything to say about it, Joey? I'm into it. That's it. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, moving forward. Uh, let's see. Uh, Aquaman to begin filming in Australia before the year ends. Uh, Maddie's out for the set for a second now, but um, did you have anything to say about this one? These are just quick points. We don't have to stay long on these. Um, for Aquaman... Aquaman's going to yeah. begin filming. Okay. Um, that's good to know. For me, yeah. it's like, yeah, I, like, I see stuff like that. It's like, that's oh, so cool. It's, uh, you know, starting to film. And, um, you know, they got JLA, which is JLA done filming? No, not yet. No. Okay, so they're so they're doing both of those. and Good. They're, it seems like that they're, they're on a roll. So. Yeah, I think it's good to see, like, I mean, a Suicide Squad doing well just to keep the the DCEU going, even though it wasn't a great movie, and to see, I mean, just to actually begin filming on an Aquaman movie, like this is actually happening. I know we've seen the character he's going to be in, in Justice League, but to see like an, a solo Aquaman movie, I think is kind of insane. Like that's the world we're living in. Like Wonder Woman, I'm not too surprised by because she is like the first female superhero. She's the top. You know, feminist icon. Yes, yeah, part of the tr DC Trinity. So that makes sense to me. But like, and Green Lantern makes sense, of course. But Aquaman is like, I know he's always been kind of part of the Justice League, but now we're actually going to get it, and it seems like he's got a good director. And I hope they don't fuck it up. Um, and they say Jeff Johns is uh, helping out with the script. So <laughs> let's let's hope for the best. Maddie, you got anything on that? Uh, I'm excited. I just. Uh by them shooting it in Australia, hopefully we get, like, maybe a different look for this film, because, I mean, Snyder's done. He's going to do Justice League. He's gonna, He did Batman vs. Superman, and then Suicide Squad looks very similar in the darkness and the tone. Right. So I hope there is some darkness, too, like the underwater, because fucking the ocean is scary as fuck, man. Right. Like, I hope there's some scary shit in there, but I would also like to see more land stuff, like just getting that, like, Australian landscape would be a lot of fun. Maybe if there's some, like, desert shit, like Aquaman in the <coughs> desert, what the fuck, what's he going to do out there? He's Aquaman, he's got to be by the water. You know, it's funny you mention that, because they said that in an interview that they asked the writer, or one of the writers, I guess, like, about the movie, and he said, I can tell you one thing, not all of the action is underwater. Yeah. I mean, I just think it'll be a different look, a different location, you know, like, I feel like a lot of, like, Suicide Squad and, like, Batman vs. Uh, Superman, it looks very, like, New York, Chicago very big city thing so maybe like a vaster city or something 
Or like the thing I like about Aquaman or any time I've read anything is like there are always these seaside port towns that he always shows up in. Right, right. So I think it'd be fun to see like that kind of like dock workers kind of thing. Um, I don't yeah, know, it'd be like the first, uh, like the first Thor movie. Yeah, like you that, know, like all that stuff's cool. Like I like, you know, you know, uh, I, I uh, even in like Man of Steel when he's like working on that like fucking oil rig is like fucking cool. You know, so it'll be interesting. I just hope that it's not as dark or doesn't have that like filter that they've been like putting on all these movies. It seems like I hope James Wan, like I, I trust him. He's made some fucking solid ass horror films. So it'll be interesting to see what he does with something that's not not quite horror to see what he puts in there, but also setting it in Australia, which is like where he's from. So he's going to know all these little fucking spots that we have no idea of. And he's probably going to shoot in these like cool locations. Because he's got a fucking budget to do it now. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I was excited when uh, James Wan was uh, picked to direct it. Just because I think uh, just a lot of these horror voices that are coming out today have a lot to offer to these, like, big budget films. You know, so. He said that he was offered both Flash and Aquaman, but he chose Aquaman because that's never been done before. I think that was a really cool thing. Because we've yeah. seen Flash in two different TV shows at this point. And uh, he said something interesting about, uh, I don't know if this is actually going to be in the movie, but he said that um, the the movie is going to, he wants it to start on where Conan ended, where Conan's just sitting on the throne. Oh, shit. He wants Aquaman on the throne of Atlantis, like, pondering his kingdom. Like, <laughs> that sounds pretty badass, I think. Dude, you, I'm in. I'm even more so in now, just because of that image that just popped up in my head. I think he could pull it off, man. He could pull it no, off. I, I mean, dude, I was not a James Wan fan in the beginning. I think, like, Death Sentence sold me on what he could do. And then I was not a huge fan of Insidious. Thought I had some good moments, but fucking The Conjuring was fucking great. Yeah. I haven't seen Conjuring 2 yet. I'm sure it's great. I loved Insidious 2. Thought it was uh, thought it was better than the first one. Uh, I just think he's... He's a good visual director, and, you know, with a budget, I'd love to see what he has to offer in, like, you know, the, the comic book universe. I think, you know, also, like, if he wants to make horror, uh, Aquaman a horror movie, just fucking do it, man. Just, like, play into your strengths. Like, use a fucking, like, creature or whatever. And yeah, they, like, they have confirmed that Black Manta is the villain, so... I was but, wondering that. They could play. They could play him as like a creature in some way as well. Use that same sus way to build suspense he has done with monsters and ghosts and shit, and use that with Black Manta. You know what I mean? I, this is what I hope. Black Manta's a villain. First off, he's got to fight the trench though, because Black Manta finds them, brings them up. Dude, sold. That's the storyline. I'm in. Yeah, the, uh, the creatures are fucking creepy as fuck. They're like those lantern fish, like in the fucking far reaches of the fucking ocean oh yeah 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 i'm in if that's the fucking scary shit like yeah uh, that's it's really exciting man i mean those shots that Zack snyder put together for the justice league 2 just got me hyped up except for that littering scene <laughs> uh -uh. <laughs> fuck yeah man let's do it like I'm, I'm ready like especially with jeff johns at the helm now i'm ready to see whatever they have if it was if he hadn't have taken over, I don't think I'd care as much. I'd just be like, alright, this is going to be some shitty DC movie. And that's not what I want to say when I see a DC movie. I want to say, right. oh fuck, I can't wait for the new DC movie. Because that's what I say every time I see a Marvel movie now. I was like, 
fuck, we can't wait for the next Marvel movie. Can't wait for Doctor Strange. Yeah, I mean, even though they're all kind of similar at this point, they're still like... I mean, as far as tone and shit, at yeah. least they're fucking good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Let's just... Yeah, it's all well, good. Say, it's all good stuff. It, yeah, the only thing I'll say is that, like, the Russo brothers, what they did with Captain America... Like, if I saw another First Avenger by Joe Johnson, I don't think I would enjoy Captain America as much as I do now. Yeah, they updated it in a very, very good way. Yeah. 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 There's so, not much you can say bad about those movies, man. I mean, God, they they killed it. Other bit, other quick point, uh, we have, or there's two more left in our little quick section. Um, it looks like the big rumor is that the villain for the Flash movie, directed by Famuyiwa, is uh, all the rogues, because they've got to have every fucking character in these movies. The only thing I had to say about this is, this has been done a lot with Flash. It seems like a lot in the comics. It's been done on the Flash TV show on the CW. I don't know about the 90s one, I actually never saw that, but... Uh, it seems to be not something totally they're pulling out of their ass. This happens a lot in the in the in the canon or whatever, but uh still like can't we just fucking focus on one on one? Do we have to put every goddamn character in the all of DC comics in these movies? What do you guys think? Uh, I'm not a fan cuz if there's anything I've seen from like DC doing multiple multiple uh, heroes or villains it hasn't worked out very well so far no so that makes me that gets me worried I don't I don't think I would have would mind if it was like two or three villains he had to take because I don't know like what's Flash's biggest villain like what's his like what's his Joker Trickster or Captain Cold I'd say yeah <clears throat> so I, I think to just throw everyone into the mix it's just like and you're going to do that in a, th a, a maybe a three-hour movie? I hope it's not three hours, man. Let's keep it at oh, two. Two, a two hours and 20 minutes or whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. It's just like, I, I just don't feel like that's an, like, because, like, the Flash is a weird character because, like, people like the Flash, but they don't know a lot about his villains. So you're going to have to tell people about his villains before he fights them, right? Because that's what, like, every movie does now. It's like, it has to tell us everything. Even about characters we know, like fucking Batman. If I see his parents die again, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. <laughs> I do not need to see that. I know what, I know who Batman is. To play devil's advocate a little bit, I think that there's a generation of kids that are watching the CW show. So they're probably somewhat familiar with his uh, rogues gallery. But uh, anybody that doesn't watch his show, yeah, they have, pretty much have no idea. Well, I'll tell you from the movies I've seen with Batman in them, and they always show that motherfucker's parents dying. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. That's the one true. thing I know about Batman. Yeah. That's the one thing you know? That, that's it. Anything else I have no clue. <laughs> I don't know anything else about Batman. But I'm just, like, just knowing the way that, like, DC, like, maybe things are different now, whatever. I'm just scared that we'll have to see, like, a... A new a, a new rogue will pop up and there'll be a little like sidebar thing like in Suicide Squad. I'm like, oh my god, dude, I don't have time for this shit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, because I feel like that kind of shit like, I, I I they just like takes me out of the movie. Like I don't need to see this weird little snippet of like what the fuck's going on. Like in a DC movie, like in Yoga Hosers, I enjoyed it. It was kind of funny, kind of cute, kind of played up into the uh, uh, internet 
you know, this sort of millennial world via yeah, their phones and shit. Yeah. But I mean, that was fun. But like when you see it in like fucking Suicide Squad, it's like, fuck, I don't if I want to know about these characters, I'll go read about them. And of course, they, they didn't even give an intro to Slipknot, and then so you pretty much expect him to die before it even happens. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> if you haven't seen that shitty film, then. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, whatever. I mean, I, I, I want to, like, reserve, because I love the Flash TV show so much. So I'm kind yeah, of hesitant to see Ezra Miller. I think he'll be good. I really like his spot in the Justice League when he's, like, uh, playing it up to uh, Bruce Wayne in it. Uh, that shit's really cool. I really like, like, his vibe in it. So I'm just going to have to wait till the Justice League movie before I'm, like, I don't know, like, because, I don't know, I haven't seen that Flash yet, you know? Uh, my, this is a very, like, personal opinion of mine. I don't think anybody's really thought about it this way before, but I feel like... Just judging from his interviews, um, you know, he obviously he's like a huge stoner, like a big pothead, Ezra Miller. Yeah. And uh, it seems like, to me, anyway, the impression that I get is that Ezra, Ezra Miller really likes the kind of uh, crazy, far-out, like, ideas of the Flash, like the interdimensional, like, you know, interconnectivity, quantum mechanics, you know, all that kind of shit. Yeah. Seems like he he on a personal level he's he's really connects with with the kind of like bigger ideas of the Flash, which I think is pretty cool. But let's just hope that he also gets the smaller ideas. Like his seems like he's getting it like with the uh, with the humor, you know, yeah. and all that. We're just so used to Grant Gustin being so good in that CW show. It's like ah, he's not my Flash, you know, <laughs> like already, already. I've already been through so much with the Flash. Is that going to be a hashtag? Hashtag not my Flash. Yeah, let's, we're going to start it after this. <clears throat> yeah, Joey, if you bring something thoughts? different, if you bring something different to the table, that'd be good because the Flash TV show, basically, in a sense, is like Spider-Man. You're basically watching Spider-Man, but he's the Flash. Yeah. You know. You mean as far as tone and shit? Yeah, as far as tone. Yeah. Look, um, but it'd be cool to see like the Justice League Flash, like you said, sort of have more of that interdimensional like quantum mechanics sort of you know feel to it i guess yeah i mean like grant morrison i think uh he's a huge flash fan i think he said it was his favorite character and, and like these writers like they like to think that the flash is actually the most powerful because of like the speed force ability making it to where like like superman can't go through the multiverse he can't fly or run that fast but but the Flash can, mm -hmm. so in, in in a sense, like the Flash might actually be the fa the most powerful character in the DC universe, because speed can overcome strength. Um, I think that's the idea anyway that the uh, writers like to uh, employ when they when they write these comics. But um, yeah, to see this to see this actually happen, and to uh, I don't know, man, we'll see what happens with this Steppenwolf and him putting the team together. He he compared. He compared it to Seven Samurai, saying like he's like he's like the lone samurai trying to trying to build the team together. That's Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Zack Snyder said that about the about the movie, but uh, okay. but about Ben Affleck, yeah. Gotcha. I'm down with that. Yeah. I don't know if Zack Snyder should be 
spouting shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what There's you mean. one thing I'll say about Zack Snyder. He ain't no Akira Kurosawa. No, I don't think so either. Oh, man. All right. Well, there's one final thing on the uh, little quick, uh, Let's get to it, quick sections. Wow. It's the uh, death stroke footage. Um, did anybody see this but me? I I, I, yeah, I, I quickly watched it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just test footage. Uh, I think it looks fine. How do you like the look I, of the costume? I you know, it, it seems like it works. It looks like the costume from the comics. Um, so you know, I'll hold judgment until the film. How dare you be so reasonable, Maddie? <laughs> I'll be unreasonable. <laughs> it looks like trash. Garbage, garbage, garbage. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I think it looks cool. I mean, just to have something this early from the like that Batman film was kind of shocked me a little bit. I was like, I wasn't expecting to see anything this soon. Um, it's cool. I Deathstroke's cool. I, um, it'll be cool to see him and Batman against one another. I really like season two of Arrow. I think it's the best season of Arrow with the Deathstroke stuff. Um, I thought the guy that played him, I totally forget the guy's name. It's like Manu Bennett, I think. Yeah, I thought he was great. I liked his costume too. But I'm all for this like new, like whatever this Deathstroke will play in this Batman film. I think the only thing that kind of like set me back a little bit was that like there's been all this hype that this is the quintessential Batman film. And I was like, oh my god, like, Deathstroke's cool, but, like, who else are you going to put in this movie? Because I want to see more than him if this is, like, the Batman film to see, you right. know? Like, I can think of other stories that, with other villains in it, even from the animated series, that I would like to see more than I'd like to see Deathstroke. You know, like, I'd love a fucking Clayface movie. Court of Owls would be fucking amazing, you know? Uh, that Scott Snyder run's fucking great. Like, I would love to see that on film, just the visuals alone by, a. Uh, What's his name? Greg. Uh, Greg Capullo. Yeah, like that. Like I love. Like I was when I first picked that comic up. I was like, the dude who did like some of Spawn. I don't know if that's the Batman I like. And then I was like, and then I was just in. Man, his art just sold that story, um, visually and stuff. So I hope that like Deathstroke isn't like. I, I doubt he's gonna be the main protagonist in this Batman film. But you know, I hope they have some other tricks in store. And this is just a little tidbit. It's like. We were shooting this just to see what fans thought of the costume, you know, just to give them a little something, which is great because I'm a fan and just give me anything you want to give me because I'll eat it all up. Yeah, I thought the uh, I thought the costume itself looked really good. I mean, I think that the Deathstroke costume is ultimately kind of hard to fuck up, um, but uh, it looks like they they did not fuck up. So it looks really good to me. Um, I'm I'm excited to see if they're going to give that role to John uh, Joe Mangianello. Um, seems like he'd be a good pick. Uh, they say that Ben Affleck is 6'4", and Joe Mangianello is 6'5", so it's going to be these big behemoths fighting each other. Um, but uh, also, uh, to me, I mean, I, I think it'd be okay if he was the main villain. I, I kind of want to read more of... Uh, I've never really read a Deathstroke comic. Uh, you know, I've, I know the character because of... Uh, Arrow and because of uh, the Arkham games and the fight scenes and those are great. Um, what they need to do if they do if they do make him the only villain is like they need to ask themselves, you know, what does this villain say to Bruce Wayne? What does it say to Batman? How does it affect him? Like Nolan was really smart to kind of have the Joker fuck with Batman's logic. Well, Batman is a logical creature, you know. Everything makes sense. It's cause and effect. 
this guy is crazy because of this. You know, all of my villains are like this. And then the Joker comes along, and there's that whole scene where it's like, I don't, like, Alfred's like, I don't think you really know what's going on. This guy's actually just fucking crazy. You don't have to think... You just want to watch the world burn. Exactly. You don't, you don't, you're, you're thinking about this logically, you're thinking about it wrong then. You know, like, that was some genius ass shit. And I'm not saying they need to do that with Deathstroke, but they need to make, they need to make the villain affect Batman on a personal level. For that to be powerful and I think that they could do that if it was just Deathstroke I don't know how they say that he's like a master strategist he plans like Batman does he's as fast as bat or faster because he's actually a superhuman he's like Captain America power level so he's got that edge on him when I personally I'm thinking that maybe they will do a thing like like is he getting too old like I can't keep up with this guy you know I don't know like if he matches him physically and shit or he's above him and he's got the the, the brains like I think that uh, that could be interesting, and then maybe it would be like, like maybe Batman would like need help. Like, fuck, I really cannot t take on this crusade alone. Where the fuck is Nightwing? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, there's that whole thing in like Arkham, uh, Arkham Knight, where he always wants to work alone, and then it, and then he's an asshole to everybody. But then it kind of like it backfires on him all the time. I'm just throwing shit out there, but I think that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what I mean? I think I could. I think I'm just. Long story short, it could work. This is so we just talked about Flash villains being all the rogues. I think if this Batman film, you would have told me like Batman film, all is the rogues. I've been like, that'll be fucking interesting as shit to see. Are they gonna <laughs> do it like Arkham Asylum? That was the first rumor, also, actually. Yeah, like that would be cool. Now. The first Flash movie out the gate is kind of, you're like, ah, I don't know, like, can't we set him up a little bit, give him, like, a couple villains to fight, and then maybe move into, like, getting into all that? Uh, but you're saying we already know a lot of his villains, so let's just fucking throw them all in there? Yeah, like, I mean, at this point, it's like, I would really like to see a lot of, like, like, I, uh, could they make a cool Mad Hatter story? I'm sure someone out there could write a cool Mad Hatter story. I don't know if it's, I don't know who that could be. Cool Clay, Clayface story, put those two together. Let's see some, like, villains we haven't seen before. And, I mean, like, Deathstroke is one we haven't seen, so that's cool. But I just, like, if that's the only villain, I'm just like, you guys are wasting some potential here where you could throw in some other people. Um, but, but, you know. Like, they could easily do, like they do in horror movies, say, like, Scream, the first one, or even, like, The Dark Knight. By the beginning of the movie, like, say, like, with Scream, you kind of have your first kill, right? You got that long scene with Drew Barrymore and whatever, beginning of a Batman movie could just be like, you know, a villain's maybe in the middle or the end of his uh, uh, robbery or scheme, and like Batman goes to take him out, and that's sort of like, here's Batman, you know. <clears throat> they, I always want him to do that when I, they say they're going to add another like villain or whatever in these movies, but of course they're in there the, the whole movie, not just like the first like 10 minutes to kind of set you up like really quickly like oh yeah this is batman yeah well that's like some of the best batman comics are when you start reading it it's like he's going after the riddler or the mad hatter or something you're like oh that's kind of cool like and then he gets him and you're like all right cool and then there's this other thing that happens which is the main bulk of the story and then he like solves that case finishes that and then he'll end up at like the cell in front of the riddler and he's like <laughs> this was all you, and the Riddler's like, yes, I planned all of this. And you're like, oh, fuck, that's so fucking cool. Because, like, then when you go back and read it, you're like, oh, all these little things, like, lead you back mm -hmm. to, like, the Riddler actually setting this shit up in the very beginning. 
And it's like they should really follow. Some of the best Batman stories start like that, where you, where he takes out these little these little villains that have set up this whole like this whole diabolical scheme for him to go through this gauntlet of people to run through. I, you know, there's just so much they could do. Jeff Johns, I mean, Jeff Johns has got his head on straight. He's written some good shit. Ben Affleck is also. It's not like ben, this is Ben Affleck's first time writing directing. So, you know, I have faith. That these guys will bring us like they're like you know we fucked up in the beginning but here's a fucking batman movie and i feel like we're gonna watch it and go these guys these motherfuckers did it Maybe joss we- whedon is actually on record saying that he felt like the problem with dark knight rises is they just didn't go with a golden age villain they didn't go with a classic villain like going with bane as as much as everybody likes him like they should have just gone with like an original rogues gallery so Maybe, what? like what you're saying, like maybe Deathstroke's in it, but maybe there has been a lot of talk about the Riddler. Like, people kind of want to see the Riddler again in, a, in an updated version. We see him on Gotham, but what does the new DCU have to say about the Riddler? And, and like, like, to see, like, a guy that's, like, physically no match for Batman at all, but uh, he's like a Lex Luthor in a way, like, just has the mind that can fuck him up. And also, again, because this is the kind of shit that I that I really key into, the Riddler. It's it's his. What they could say about Batman is is ego, it's vanity, because the Riddler, his main thing is that he, it's simple. He can't figure out who the Batman is. It's the one fucking riddle he doesn't. He can't figure out, and that drives him fucking nuts, and. I don't know. I think that's that's a cool thing if they play that in. I don't know. Anyway, um, you were saying. I just think I think I think Riddler could be good. Could be really good. I just think it's gonna like. I mean, I just you know like I was saying before, some of the best Batman stories start off with this kind of minor villain, people like the Riddler, or, you know, Mad Hatter or something, that leads them into this darker world. But they ultimately had something to do with it, and that's kind of what I like about Batman Begins because you have like Scarecrow who you think. It's like your main villain for the most part. You're like, okay, this is Scarecrow, because you think Rachel Ghoul's dead, but he's not. You know, right? Like, I love the way they played that up. It's like you didn't really know who, like, you know, Scarecrow's a villain. You know that uh, Rachel Ghoul's a villain, but like, who's alive still? Like, what's the like, what's going on here? And it was kind of like until he shows up, you're like, oh shit, there he is. It was awesome. So, you know, that's why. Like, I was gonna say about Bane. I just felt like that story didn't need to be told, like the ba- the breaking of Batman at this point. I feel like that Bane story needs to be... I don't know, like I would like to see Jeff Johns and Ben Affleck take, do Bane again. I also think Bane needs to be slightly bigger than Tom Hardy, even though he did an amazing job. I just like... Yeah. I'm kind of with Josh Whedon. I, I feel like putting in another villain or something would have been better. And you know, if the if Heath Ledger was still around, who knows? We might have gotten a second Joker story. I think that was probably the original plan. Nobody knows for sure, but... And um, I mean, it probably yeah. would have started off with someone, like, letting Joker out, or, you know, we start off with a villain, and then the Joker gets released for whatever reason, and, you know, I don't know. Who knows what would have happened? I mean... I like Bane. Yeah, no, I like, I like him, too. It's just, I don't... I, that movie just feels weird when I watch it, you know? The number one uh, adjective people used about that film was bloated. 
yeah. when it came out, and I, I guess oh, that yeah. there's nice. something there's something true about that. Like, it was definitely you know, it's better than the current DC universe, but it's it it just wasn't quite as stellar as those first two. And like Nolan always gives himself bases to cover, and he'll cover them by God, but he gives himself too many bases to cover. Yeah. Like let's. Like the whole police, like trapped underground and all that. Like, can we keep this shit simple? I don't even give a fuck about like, how did he get back to Gotham with the blah 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 blah? You know, like fuck that. Like that's a minor issue. You're seeing the trees, not the forest. Like there's a bigger, like the whole like nuclear bomb thing that, I don't know, just kind of went nowhere. Yeah, I agree. And also, like I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt, JJ all the way, but I didn't need his character. Especially since nothing happened with him after. Well, they're trying to like end a trilogy while set up a sequel at the same time before anybody yeah. saw this DC Universe shit come about. Yeah. I, I like that legacy shit. I think that was actually handled really well. And also like, but like if they're if they're gonna give up, if he's gonna give up the cowl, at least give it to fucking somebody else. Don't end the legacy, you know. And also the scene with uh, Alfred being at the restaurant was that's the best fucking actually the best fucking Alfred of all time is in Dark Knight Rises. In my yeah, opinion, I, uh, yeah, I, I just I did not need the JGL stuff. I was just, you know, I get it, like it should be passed or whatever, but like, like just the way things are set up now, that he should have just in like if he was gonna end his Batman trilogy, he should have just fucking ended it. You know, like Batman is Batman is not needed anymore in the Nolan universe. Done. Now make way for Ben Affleck. <laughs> I don't know, man. I like it. I like it. I, I would have loved to see. Jo- I would love to see Joseph Gordon-Levitt as fucking Nightwing. Just saying. I think he would make yeah. a fucking killer-ass fucking Nightwing. He would have been great. They kind of uh, screwed the pooch on that one, but. Uh, or a Robin? That'd have been great. Yeah, his middle his middle up. name. Yeah, dude. What the fuck? Like that's just like. I don't <laughs> know. Like that's why I don't need it because it's like you set you set me up. You're just like you got you. you I'm full mass. I got a boner on, dude. Like, yes. Like, nothing. Nothing, dude. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Fucking love comic book movies. I'll see them all. Fuck it. Even if I hate them. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I feel like we can say that for everyone who talks on this podcast. There's only been a couple I haven't seen, which is uh, Catwoman and Ghost Rider 2. Dude. I know. You told me before. Punch Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Dude. <laughs> I love that movie so fucking nuts. Dude, that movie is just fucking nuts, and that's why I love it. Those guys who did, like, the Crane films and Gamer, those are also two guys. Like, where the fuck are those guys again? They made fucking crazy-ass films. We need that again. I was at this panel in, at Comic-Con, like, two or three years ago, and Michael Uslan, this guy that produces all the Batman movies... They they asked him about the Catwoman movie, and he just literally said, "You know, sometimes uh, the movie companies make movies to sell toys. <laughs> like that's really all it was." Yeah, I haven't seen. That's the, probably the only comic book movie I have not seen. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. And yeah. I just like I'm gonna have to refuse to watch it, man. It just does not look good. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking terrible. All right, let's see. Um, I think we're out of the uh, quote-unquote quick points. I think we talked a pretty good bit about those. Any uh, closing remarks about this? any of these quick topics? No. Yeah. No? All right, moving on. Um, so we're going to get into uh, probably a bigger conversation here, but uh, 
we want to talk about the uh, mid-year roundup. We're past the mid-year. It's September now. We're like three-fourths of the way through. But uh, we wanted to kind of like, before the year ends, kind of talk about the best movies, music, comic books, books, video games, t TV show of 2016. Nothing before that, though. So that's going to make it tough. So... Is it? Uh, must have been pretty long. All right. Well, as long as it's 2016, um, Maddie, I think you're actually the most prepared for this one, so I, I want you to take it away. <laughs> Let me get out my notes. Um, <laughs> so uh, start with, we'll start with films, movies first. Uh, I feel like everyone here will probably say Civil War and Deadpool, and while I agree, those are some great fucking movies that came out in 2016. I have six here that six. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I could not. Like, <laughs> these movies are very cool, and they have their own like their their own voice. And I think people should see these that, that they might not see on their own. If All anyone right. listens, some people might not even listen to this podcast. But I need to know about these films. All right. Uh, All right. Number uh, no particular order. I just wrote these down. Number one, Green Room. Okay. Great film. Definitely uh, need to check it out. Uh, don't know if I need to say anything about it, but R.I.P. Anton Yelchin, he's great in this film. It's also very brutal. If you're not in that sort of thing, maybe not watch it. Two, I put Yoga Hosers. We just talked wow. about it. I, dude, I've, I had so much fun at this movie. And the older I get, the more I just want to go to a movie and have fun. Right, I can see and that. just kind of just sit back and just enjoy what's happening and not fucking like... Because, I mean, we're like if we watch any comic book movie on this podcast, we're going to fucking tear it apart if we hate it. You know, so it was kind of nice just to go and to see something that, like, if you guys hate it, I'd be like, oh, all right, whatever. Like, you know, like I feel like we feel the same about a lot of comic book movies because we all have the same kind of background. We've read a lot of the same shit. So, uh, number three would be Thirty One, and these aren't like these aren't like these. You know, I might not own these films or say they're the greatest films ever made. I'm just trying to purely put stuff out there that people who might be bored with films this year just try to see something a little different. Right. Um, and that's Rob Zombie's 31. I don't know the actual release date for that. I just saw a Fathom event last week for it. Uh, very, like, if you like his stuff, check it out. It's just like everything he sings about, all his music's about, all his artwork's about. It's just, if you like Rob Zombie, you'll probably dig it. Uh, number four, I put uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I think a lot of people didn't see this movie because it said Cloverfield in the title, <laughs> and they don't like Shaky Cam. But it is not shaky cam, and it's a fucking great little sci-fi slash horror film. And if you have, if no one on this podcast who talks on it has seen it, that's a damn shame. And you guys, I not saw it. My friends anymore. I uh, saw it. Because if there's anything we should be watching, it's cool sci-fi films on this thing, and it's great. Uh, I'm glad, Joey. I feel like this should be a separate podcast because I fucking love this movie. Uh, number five was The Witch. Uh, which oh yeah. Not, not for everyone, but it is fucking, like, weird, creepy. Uh, the fucking dialect is hard to get through, I understand. But, like, I, I feel it. like it's yeah, I feel like it's such a visual movie, it could have been a silent fucking film, and it was still had the same effect on me. Very cool if you're into witches and devil worship. <laughs> and number six is Don't Breathe uh, by uh, Betty Alvarez, who did the Evil Dead remake, which was solid. Don't Breathe is also really cool. Just the, like, a really fun, just, like, straight-up horror film. Uh, just, like, it doesn't do anything different. There are some cool twists in it, but it's just, like, it's kind of nice to just see something that's kind of basic and not trying to 
you know, like, its intention wasn't to push the genre forward, just maybe do what has already been done, and then maybe put some cool little twists in there. It kind of reminds me of, like, uh, Rugger Hauer's Blind Fury, if it was a oh, horror yeah. movie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not like a rip of a Zatoichi film. Uh, but uh, that's my films that I just think, if you're not, like, if you're looking for something a little different out there, and, you know, not just the comic book stuff that comes out all the time, um, I enjoyed those. There's probably, there's, dude, my list was like 15 long of stuff that I just really enjoyed. But I didn't, I can't see like, this, this is what I got it. I got it down to six, and most of them are horror films, which, that's me. Um, I'm going to move into albums. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Hey, Maddie. Hey, Maddie. Let's keep it at movies. Let's run through movies through everybody and then go okay, to albums right. after that. Is that okay? Right. Yeah, that's fine, man. All right, Joey, take it away with movies. You got uh, one? Uh,. I've been trying to think about this. Um, I'm like the worst at making lists because I see a lot of stuff and I play a lot of games and like you know it's like so like when I start to think back, I completely forget about everything that's out there. Right. Um, like that has come out this year. <clears throat> um, I guess I'd have to go like, yeah, witches was fantastic. Such a like, or witch. Uh, you know, it wasn't like any of the sort of the normal horror movies that come out where it's like, you know, a ghost in a house or somebody's possessed or there's something in a house. It all happens in a house. Like this is, you know, it's a period piece that the dialogue, yeah, it's hard to get through, but that's like the, the sort of dialect that they used in that time. Um, and you're just watching this like Puritan family like go through hell. All um, right. You know, you don't know hashtag what? Black Phillip. Um, let's see. Black Phillip. Uh, so spooky. I saw recently had seen a couple weeks ago Hell or High Water. I thought that was a really good movie. Uh, pretty tense, but the 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 uh, dialogue and sort of chemistry between the actors, you know, the sort of the two brothers and the the sheriff and his uh, I guess his deputy um, were were amazing. You're just like laughing the whole movie, like, wait, isn't this sort of like an intense movie? Like, but you're just, it's just, it's great. Um, and yeah, you know, Deadpool and and Civil War were great. Uh, Green Room was was brutal as hell. Um, but yeah, I'll go with the I, it, uh, Nice Guys. I enjoyed Nice Guys. I thought Damn, that was, really? Uh, that was a fun movie. Um, okay. What do you say, Maddie? I haven't seen it yet, but I want to see it. Oh man, damn you! Um, Sorry. Well, I'll watch <laughs> it. We'll all watch it. We'll talk about it. I'm we, down. We will. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll go with those for now. Sweet. All right. I don't have a full-on list, but uh, I do have kind of like a normal answer. I think probably the best movie this year is Civil War, and a close second is <laughs> Deadpool. But um, if I if to go non-superhero though, I would probably say actually Jungle Book, man. Actually, I was fucking totally blown away by how fucking good that was. Yeah, it's on uh, iTunes now. I want to check it out. I haven't seen it. Do you see it, Manny? Yeah, I saw it. I didn't care for it. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't the know. The only thing, my beef with that movie is, is like I like the cartoon a lot. Yeah. And I'm not saying that this is like a bad movie by any means, but it's like the like it's just like a more realistic version of the fucking cartoon. And I just think like this is kind of my beef with everything. Like everything's being remade, but I read books 
like, you know, every other week that are fucking great fucking stories that are not being sold on the big screen. But it's like Disney wants to make a fucking remake of a movie they already fucking made. Like, and it's like, if it was like told from the perspective of like Baloo or Shere Khan or something, like a different take on it, that would have been fucking cool to see. Cause I, I actually like Maleficent a lot because it's just like a different story that I haven't heard. But like Jungle Book is straight up retelling of the same fucking cartoon movie. I think it's uh, well it, shot. I it think felt more heart like hardcore though. Like that scene where he's like, "Don't fight him like a wolf, fight him like a man." Like I thought that was a really, I thought it was a really cool scene. I like walking, and I like, uh, uh, what's his name, Bill Murray as Baloo. Like I don't know. I thought I'm just gonna say for some. I, I went in with low expectations as well, so it's just really surprised like i i liked it more than zootopia i even probably liked it a little bit more than um kubo i wish i liked kubo more but i liked kubo a lot but for some reason jungle book just stands out to me i'll just say jason scott lee jungle book that's my <laughs> shit. oh yeah i know a lot of people don't like that movie but i think that movie was fucking cool when i saw it uh um i like to me it's just a cg fest and some of that stuff just bugs me when everything's cg all the time yeah you know, I mean, we see a lot of it today, and you, I think you guys know me well enough that some of my favorite films are, like, practical effects, spectacles that, like, you're like, how the fuck did they do that with a practical effect? And it's, you know, I don't know. It's just too much CG for me. Sometimes that takes me out of a film. Like, yeah, I can see that. I, I'll say the same thing about Avatar. I think if there were more practical effects, I'd probably enjoy that movie a little bit more. But it's just, like, that whole CG environment, I can tell it is. You know, and that might just be because we all, like, I went to art school along with you guys, and I can just tell that shit. I'm sure some people can just suspend that disbelief just to, like, oh, he really is in the jungle. I'm like, that motherfucker was on a green screen. <laughs> and that just, that sometimes takes me out of it. Um, you know, I just wasn't blown away by it, but. Anyway. That's all right. That's all right. Andrew's wrong. <laughs> Your opinion is objectively wrong. All right, let's move no. into uh, albums, Matty. Uh, what you got, man? Oh shit, that's another long one, guys. I got down to five, though. God. Um, so we talked about the band Wrong and their self-titled debut from Relapse Records. Uh-huh. Put that on there. Uh, no, uh, I put Horseback's Dead Ringers, which we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. And then I put the album Leaf Between Waves. Okay. Uh, Nothing, Tired of Tomorrow. And then my last one is White Lung, Paradise. Um so when I was making this list, I realized a lot of it was not metal. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. I should probably put some metal records on here. So I put one, because I don't really think Horseback's record's very, like, it's kind of metal, but not really metal. But, um, yeah, it's, I was very surprised when I wrote this stuff down that there wasn't a lot of metal on here. Uh, I just felt like there's been a lot of, like, really cool, a lot of really cool stuff. It's really chill for me, actually. White Lung's kind of like a, like, punk rock feminist band, but, uh, uh, yeah, man, that's good. Uh, if you're looking for some new music, definitely check these guys out. It's not our normal listen to here when we do a Maddie's music, but uh, it's good shit. Um, but those are my choices. Joey, um, let's see. I'm looking through my list as far as like t things that have come out in two, uh, 2016. I'm kind of going through my sort of recently added on uh, Apple Music here. Um, I've kind of enjoyed uh, this band, or I don't know if it's just the, the front lead singer. It's called Midnight Machines. Okay. Uh, and the album's called Lights. It's like very, 
very chill. Um, you know, it's it's like something that I would listen to to like go to sleep. It like really just sort of put me in like this like a mood and like you know it's very like I'd come home for like a hard day's of work or something like you know and I could just put it on and just like kind of sit back and chill and like you know it kind of put me in like a kind of a good mood. Um, I feel like another is Tegan and Sarah's "Love You to Death." Uh, that's oh, yeah. another one. Again, kind of puts you in that mood. Um, we play a lot of their stuff at H and M. Oh yeah, I bet. It, I yeah, bet, it's, yeah. It's super like fucking like. It's poppy. Yeah. Yeah. I like the songs though. They're good pop songs, but yeah. it's like that. Just like that current genre of like, like, pop meets like in like uh, electronic or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I mean they're good songs, but. Um. Yeah, yeah. As far as like 2016, I guess that's really. I can list a lot of old stuff, but um, for this year, I'll just go with those two. You know, some nice like, poppy. Uh, you know. A lot of mine have been like re-releases or like just being put on vinyl for like the second time. I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit, yeah, I like this record, and I like this. And I was like, oh, these albums came out in like either the 90s or early 2000s. So it's like they're just reissues. So. Yeah. Um, so for me, I, I'm gonna kind of cheat here, man, because I'm not, I don't keep up with it as much as you and Stefan do, Maddie. Yeah. But um, I'm judging it based mainly off of Maddie's music selection. But I would say Mutoid Man, Bleeder. Is that did th- that come out this year? I believe that's why I'm cheating. I think it was actually oh. 2015. Okay. But I, I'm, I, I mean, look, I'm, I just don't, I'm not keeping up with it as much as I probably yeah. should be. Same here. Uh. As, yeah, as far as music is concerned, I'd I mean, like to keep up with it more, but like, I just listen to the same old shit over and over until you until you uh, introduce me to new shit. Which, by the way, Maddie's music has really lit a fire under my ass because I've gone like two years probably with listening to like ninety percent podcasts. So, to like, there's like my commute in my car has been like a lot of metal lately. Yeah, I was like, oh as shit. I yeah, I, I'm the same way since 2010, man. Like oh, I really? just like it kind of became mostly podcasts, and now I have like Audible, and so I also have like audiobooks, and so like I'm trying to get into more music. And since doing this Maddie's music, it's like okay, okay. So I'm just like going through my Apple Music and just like adding a bunch of like, you know, sort of old groups that you know that I haven't been keeping up with. Like oh, they've got three new you know albums out since I've last listened to them. Right. You know, and sort of trying to catch up. Right. And I wouldn't like known about Liturgy or Mutoid Man or yeah, Riley Ritchie no, or all these bands. No MTV man, there's no like, oh, just turn on MTV and oh, who's this band? You know. Right, right, it's right. Like, I, I got my buddy Maddie. Right, and we used to say like the best music on MTV is on Beavis and Butthead. Right. <laughs> you know, like that was the best minutes. shit. Or uh, yeah, that's right. Or uh, actually, Jackass as well. They had cool like punk shit on Jackass. Yeah. Um. Yeah, bleeder. Um, so, uh, what's the next section, uh, uh, Video Maddie? Game? Video games. We can do that. Let's do. Yeah, it. we can do games. Um, so, Maddie, take it away. Um, I haven't really like. So, I've played some games. I have not beat them. So, I hope that's not criteria for this. No, it no, is not. I'm terrible at playing video games. Like, I'll get really into something and not finish it. Uh, I put No Man's Sky on there. There's no way. Like, I'm sure there's a way to finish that game, but. Despite like the blowback to this game, I think it's a very visual game, and uh, 
I, for me and like I think Stefan, it's just like that's enough, man. I don't need a lot. Like it's some nice visuals. It doesn't look like everything else. And I feel like as the more I talk on here, that's oh, I'm drawn to a lot of stuff that isn't like the normal or like what people consider good. Yeah. Like if someone's like, oh, this is weird. It's a 22%, but it's on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's by a director I like or, you know, has an interesting premise, but also... You're like, it's in my top list, baby. Yeah, I mean, like some of the horror movies I watch that like get shitty reviews are actually like cool fucking concept horror films that like I like watching a lot of horror, I don't see a lot of. So I will give a horror film just based on a cool premise like high regards just because I haven't seen it before. Like I haven't seen that mythology told before on screen or not not as often. Like um just for example, as as above so below. Fucking cool ass film. A lot of people don't like that one. Um what the fuck else? There's a pyramid like uh steady cam, like shaky cam movie that came out. It might have just been called the pyramid. I don't know. That one was cool cuz you don't see a lot of horror movies based on Egyptian mythology. That sounds awesome, actually. It's cool. The CG's fucking terrible in it. But, like, if you can get past that, it's a cool concept. Um, As Above, So Below deals with, like, multiple levels of hell and, like, Philosopher's Stone shit, which is kind of cool. Um, oh, God, what was the fucking... Uh, there's one called The Possession. Terrible name, but it's about the Dybbuk box, which, just look it up. If you don't know about it, it's based off Jewish... <laughs> But Jew- Jewish mysticism and shit. It's fucking weird. Look it up. Great, fun little horror film. No, it, like, these things aren't, like, going to make, like... These things are going to get 30%. They're going to be rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. But, you know, like... I just, like, I have to... You know, I, I'm drawn to that shit. Just because it's a cool idea. And that's what I like about No Man's Sky. I just kind of like exploring. And that's enough for me right now. Maybe I'll want more later and I could trash the game months from now but right now uh, it, when I do play it it's a lot of fun and I don't play it that often so maybe that's why I like it because I'm not sitting down for every day once I get home for five hours and playing this game uh, I would say uh, Doom was also cool just to relive a lot of my childhood it was nice to put it in and just destroy demons rip their skulls off blood everywhere guns violence I'm a man I like those things <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then I'll put Dark Souls 3. It's my first, like, really, like, venture in towards that. I'm not as far. I have not beaten it. But it was a lot of fun to just, like, actually get somewhere in those games um, and just, like, feel like I was actually... The further you get, it's kind of like you're like, oh, I might actually be pretty decent at video games because I'm playing a Dark Souls game, even though this is probably the easiest one. I've, I've played some of the other ones, and... Uh, I have not gotten as far as I've gotten in Dark Souls 3, but still, I will take it as a, uh, con- like, I have conquered a little bit of the video game world by playing through some of Dark Souls 3. Nice. Um, but those are mine right now. Uh, I, there's a lot of stuff I'm interested to play. I really want to play that tell- Telltale uh, Batman game really bad. Mm-hmm. I just recently picked up Wolf Among Us for, like, 8 bucks at GameStop, so I'm real excited to play that, but I know that didn't come out this year, but that's what I got. Those are my games. Joey, um, I'll go I know what you're going to say already, but let's let's hear it. <laughs> well, you might. Um, so yeah, the Dark Souls three. Yep, definitely um, one of my favorites. Um, you know, I, I've actually only beat it once, um, but you know, 
like Maddie says, is definitely sort of the easiest one, but like I've enjoyed it so far. I can't wait for the DLC to come out at the end of October. Um, I probably have to say my favorite, um, and it's you know it's a, it's a very popular game, but I believe it has to be Overwatch. Wow. This is, okay. This is a, All right. This is a game that for this year. This is a game for, from Blizzard, which does like World of Warcraft and like those type MMO games. Um, they're like hyper stylized, like de- character designs and armor, and I just do not like it. I've been like, you know, just I just can't stand the look of it. Um, but like this one came out, and my buddies were telling me about it. I don't play many first-person shooters. Yeah, uh, yeah. And this is sort of like, you know, you've got between like I think like 22 characters, and they all have sort of different abilities. You can play with your buddies online, and you're basically like it's a capture the flag type game. Um, but I found it to be just like really fun. I could play it all day. You know, right, like, right. This is my, I'm like definitely gotten into Blizzard and. The, the character designs are great, the, the, the um, online interface and just is, is great, like there's no, there's barely any lag, it's, it's pretty just, it's, it's great. I, I, I have fun and I enjoy it, I love playing with my friends, played with you last night, Andrew. Exactly, uh, yep. And I enjoy it a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of any other sort of, uh, Street Fighter Five has been fun. Um, you know, I love my Street Fighter, so I, I've been playing that a little bit. Not as much as I want to, but um, I'm trying to think of like smaller games that I that I've picked up. Um, yeah, I can't think of any now, but it, we'll go with those three. All right, cool. I, I, yeah, like you said, just jumping off of Overwatch real quick. Um, it's it's very interesting how they did that because. They're trying to make it like it's a shooter game, but it's not. It's ultimately not. It's not that violent. Like they don't even say the word "kill" in it. They say "elimination." Like that's yeah, yeah kills in there. It's is it is it really? Yeah. Oh, kill, okay. Yeah, kill can, but yeah, I mean, you're sort of you get like eliminations. But, but they say they say in there. They say eliminated, and also most of the time, like there's not really a death match mode, right? It's just uh, right. It's just like you're. It, there's a focus on teamwork. Teamwork, yeah. Like like let's uh, let's follow this um, deployment. What's that thing called? The thing you got to protect. The the payload. The payload. Yeah, you got to let's protect that or whatever. It, the the point necessarily isn't to, well, it is to kill, well, to eliminate the other team, but it's to it's there is a more focus on teamwork and not just an all out death match, which is like very much I think on purpose from Blizzard. And uh, also, you have like the healer characters that are actually useful. Like, you mm-hmm. have, like, the healer sniper character? Like, that's fucking new. And yeah. the fact that there's, like, a fighting game uh, influence where you, you select this character that has these certain uh, um, weaknesses and strengths, um, that was really appealing to me as a, as a long-term fighting game fan. Um, it's not on my list, but I do think it's a really great game. I didn't, I didn't think about the fighting game aspect. Yeah, that of course. That's very very much. Off. You got the player select screen yeah. and all that. So... Yeah. So anyway, um, I, I mean, it's not, not the best game I ever played in my life. But I think, as far as 2016 is concerned, so far, I probably have to go with Doom, even though I haven't beat it yet. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I just like the metal ass aspect and the fighting some big ass creatures, and it's just totally chaotic. And I'm not even a big first person shooter fan. Ultimately, I mean, the other big game that didn't come out this year, but I got really hooked on to again was Symphony of the Night on PS One. Nice. Like beat that with the upside down castle and all that on emulator and i was like totally fucking hooked on that but um man i was going to the bathroom at work <laughs> and playing that game a little bit here and there during work man like i was man i got fucking hooked on these metroidvania games but uh as far as 2016 concern doom and then my runner-up would be tear away on ps vita i don't know if that came out this year it, but it, it, it may no. It's it's been out for maybe two years or so. Okay, I'm just getting caught up to the Vita. Okay, yeah, but it's a very excellent game. It uses the every every function of the Vita, and I just started playing it this year, so I thought that was excellent. And uh, and my runner up from that would be Street Fighter Five. So uh, that's basically it. Um, Maddie, what's the next section? TV. Yeah, we can do TV. Okay. There's um. I, really quick, there's this game I'm playing. Um, it's called Life is Strange. I'm, I think it came out this year, at least on PlayStation 4. Um, and it plays like it's sort of as we're getting into TV. You're almost playing like a, a five-episode like sort of mini-series about these like uh, girl characters. And it's pretty awesome. You guys should definitely check it out um, if, it, if it comes on sale anytime soon. But it's like, it's like playing a Telltale game, but it feels a little bigger. Okay. Yeah. I've heard good. Not, not not in terms of like a sandbox type thing, but just like I don't know, sort of the scope. But I'm really enjoying it. The story's really good. Oh, before we go to TV as well, I wanted to say um, my favorite game of last year was Axiom Verge. <clears throat> right on. I'm yeah, I'm a couple hours into that. I still need to hop back on that. It's that Metroidvania shit, man. It just did yeah. it well. Had an excellent soundtrack. Um, great look of it, like retro revival feel. Like I was again totally hooked. Thought it was great. All right, let's get, let's take it away to TV. All right. Um, well, of course, I think we're all in agreement here. Stranger Things. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it's 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 been dominating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for 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 speed's sake, yes, that's my pick as well. There's no other pick. <laughs> that's it. That's all the TV. Goodbye. Uh, uh, I think uh, the, the night of has been fantastic. That was yeah. that was good, but man, Stranger Things, oh boy. Oh sure. Uh, I would also say uh, I just finished Star Wars Rebels season two, and that shit's dope. All right, uh, all right. I like, I I can't like you guys like if you're a Star Wars fan you have to watch this shit. It's just like there are those filler episodes where you're like, uh, come on, calm the fuck off. Yeah, when right. When they fucking like bring it with that shit, they bring it. They yeah. fucking bring it, man, and it is so good. And they like open the universe up so much of like what could be between like. You know, Force Awakens and uh, Return. Like, what, what's this season? It's between um, Clone Wars and uh, or Revenge of the Sith and uh, a new a New Hope is what it's between. Right. Yeah. Rebels is but it's just like just the things that could have happened. Seeing Vader do things like I don't know. Like Vader has always seemed really stiff to me. Not that he's not a great villain and everything, but it's really cool just the way they make him move and just like show how powerful he actually is and how feared he is in the universe. Like, it leads so much to it. Um, getting the butt. That shit's great. I would also say Preacher just ended. Preacher is great. Um, I haven't finished this series yet. I have it. Um, Outcast is on Cinemax, I think. Cinemax. 
but it's based on a Robert Kirkman known for The Walking Dead. Um, but it's basically The Exorcist in a small town. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, from the like three or four episodes I've seen. It's very atmospheric, very creepy. Uh, Patrick Fugit's in it from like Almost Famous. Solid performances from everyone. Like there's some legit like the gore and it's fucking legit as shit too. Like there's this one episode I watched where this guy like folds this woman in half. Like he gets possessed by a demon and like ends up like I guess fucking her and just like folding her in half and like breaking her bones to do it. And I was like, oh, they won't show that. Oh, fuck, they showed it. And it, I was like, I'm in, dude. This show is my shit. Um, uh, also, Mr. Robot Season 2 started. If you haven't seen Mr. Robot Season 1, watch that shit. Mr. Robot are, you, are you caught up on Mr. Robot Season 2? I, I'm not. I'm not, unfortunately. Um, okay. Well, uh... Is uh, it good? Yeah. I know they, I've heard that they jumped the shark in an episode, but I feel like it's probably for a good reason. Uh, but, uh... Yeah, I need to catch up, and um, one of my favorite shows, I've not seen all of season two yet, but season three just started, I'm getting through season two, is Halt and Catch Fire on AMC, it's oh, fucking yeah. phenomenal, and expertly acted. You know, AMC. I had never even heard of it until you mentioned it the last, in last week's episode, but now I'm seeing, like, billboards of it all over LA, it's like, how, was I fucking blind to this shit, like... I feel like that they didn't market it, you know, a, a lot, but... You, I mean, you might a see a billboard here or there, but yeah. I mean, I'm honestly surprised that, like, I mean, no one I talk to in, like, Ohio knows what the fuck Halt and Catch Fire is. Like, just that you guys have fucking billboards up is, like, probably fucking phenomenal. That's an L.A. thing. I'm, per- I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. about that. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they're, they're here. They're, I see them on my way to work. But, like, Come to I L.A., just, Maddie. You'll see posters and billboards everywhere. I'll be there in October. All your favorite, all your favorite stuff. Baby boys, I'll be there in October. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, those are probably, like, my picks of just, like, shows you should be watching that are continuing on that haven't been canceled, getting ready to start new seasons or in, or, or are in a new season. Also, haven't seen it yet, but um, season two just dropped of the show The Nick. I think it's also on Cinemax as well, maybe? No, that um... – Or Showtime – or one of those mini that, that actually might be Cinemax yeah I think it is. it is it is it is Cinemax yes so the other day I went to Meyer, and I had in my hand the Nick season 2 and I had Star Wars Rebels season 2 and I think we all know what I chose <laughs> yeah um, we do that. because I am a Star Wars fan through and through and I needed to see it also it had just come out so it was on sale for suit like $5 less so I had to do it and the Nick was only uh, 20 bucks, which I'm probably going to go pick up like tomorrow but um, the Nick is a fucking great show. Well acted, fucking. Uh, you, for like you, you associate like horror films or shows with gore, but the Nick probably has some of the best like hardest stuff to watch. They're cutting open bodies consistently, and the, let me tell you, dude, Maddie, I know the makeup artist for that show, bro. Dude, well, that's, he, you should get him on this fucking podcast, and we should talk to him. He won an Emmy for that show. I know a fucking Emmy winner. Dude. That show is fucking phenomenal. I love it. Uh, I, I just randomly, when I was working at Half Price, it came in and I was like, what's this shit about? I like Clive Owen. I'll give it a shot. Immediately, just the way that show shot, and Steven Soderbergh shot like the whole first season. I don't know if he did the second one. Um, but just the way he shoots it, it's like weird. He's like walking around with a camera on his shoulder, or he's like on a fucking crane, but he's standing with it. Uh, there's this one shot where... 
Clive Owen's character is kind of infatuated with this nurse character. Have you seen it, Joey? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I've seen him. You know that one scene where he's like staring at her bike and it does that weird like where the shadows are on his face and it looks like a fucking horror movie shot? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. That shot just fucking won me over for that entire series. Just the way it's shot, just the like... It does, like... The thing about it is it doesn't feel like a period... It's a period show, but the way it's shot, it feels more modern, which is weird. Like, yeah. Because it's very shot like, you know, guerrilla style. Like, just like, mm-hmm. we gotta mm-hmm. shoot this, we gotta shoot it now, so... Uh, but I really like the, like, you know, the like the concept and, like, what they wanted to do with this show. Uh, also, Clive Owen's character is addicted to opium in it. And having done opium, it's really hard to, like... Maddie, you mentioned that it's in college, actually. You did this pre-Superhouse, yeah. right? Yeah, well, the thing was, I was smoking weed with some friends. And people knew me as, like, someone who, like, I would smoke weed, and that's, like, the hardest drug I would do. Like, anything natural, I'm pretty much game for. I haven't, like, done shrooms or anything. Hopefully, there'll be a time. I want to do it. But um, some friends were like, dude, uh, shit, did you smoke that? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, opium's in that. And I was like, well, fuck. Well, I've already done it. And then, so they're like, all right. <laughs> and I was, like, not upset about it because, like, I'm high as fuck, and, like, opium just, like, fucking mellows you the fuck out. Like, it's, like, way better than weed, man. It's, like, I understand why people were fucking addicted to it. Um, but, uh, so then they came up to me later, like, dude, you just want to do this straight? And I was, like, well, I've already fucking done it, so let's do it. But, <laughs> like, anytime I see it, like, uh, there's also, like, uh, Johnny Depp's uh, From Hell is also, mm-hmm. he's, like, an opium addict yeah. in it. And yeah. it's just, like, dude, like, that shit. I understand why you get addicted to it, man. That's, like, get lost in the opium, all the time. Dude. I, like it's it's interesting because like I have a little bit of a perspective on it, so it's kind of cool to just like like anytime you see it like like it's you literally just want to cover it. You're just like I just want to lay down and cover up with the softest blanket and just lay here <laughs> because nothing like you just like have no like you don't think about anything. You're just it's just blankness. It's fucking weird, man. But yeah, uh, the Nick also uh, check that shit out. All right. That season just got released, I think, a couple of weeks ago, maybe last month or something. I don't know. Probably. But, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to watch it. I'm very excited to watch it. Sweet. Um, what other uh, sections do we have? Which we one? went to TV. Is that it for movies, games? I guess do comics. Have any, do you guys have any TV books? We should be watching our. our uh, Five listeners should be. Oh, I was going to ask you, Maddie. Have you watched Black Sails? Uh, no, I haven't, but I've been very interested. It, it isn't like it produced by Michael Bay or something. Yeah. Yeah. Don't uh, don't let that no. deter you. Oh well, no. Like I think the show looks visually cool and like better than anything he's ever put his name on most of the time. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't, but uh, tell me. It's tell fun. Me I I enjoy it. It's like it's kind of like um I don't know that the, the if there's like sort of what the real history is, you know, as far as, like, pirates. But I think they do a pretty cool job. Like, they're they're based in Nassau, uh, the Caribbean, you know. And so, like, um, Nassau, the town, uh, is, is very small. And so you kind of have, like, it's sort of owned by, uh, uh, I guess, you know, it, the town is, like, in a hole. They're, they're, they sort of, like... Uh, want it to thrive, but of course there's pirates and other people that don't want it to, to do that, and there's like, 
you know, you sort of have the kind of East Indian Company type people, and you have the pirates, and um, they're kind of, you know, they're kind of all against each other. And it, it's a fun show. I, 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 I like watching it. Comes on um, usually in January. Yeah. Um, so I think coming out would be season four in January. I think they're about maybe twelve episodes, thirteen episodes long. Oh, cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a fun show. Some cool characters in it for sure. I think like I tried to watch that Viking show and I just like couldn't mm-hmm. get into it. And I was like trying to find something new and it was between the two and I was like, well, I like Vikings. They're metal as fuck. Yeah. And then I watched it and I was like, I don't know if I like this. And then so I. Like, I yeah, I Vikings is okay. It's it's like I like all the costumes. I like the characters. Um, I sometimes the story just gets a little kind of I don't know out there and maybe it's just I feel like I mean like when I was watching the show um, uh, what is it Falling Skies I think oh, it was dude, like season it's like it's like one thing that bothered me about season two or maybe it was season three I, I hadn't finished it. But, like, I feel like every episode they were fighting a new battle somewhere. Somebody was yeah. going into the, the infirmary, and it was, like, yeah. rinse and repeat. And I was like, okay, season one was great. Now season two is just, like, battle after battle, and the same thing's happening. And, and yeah. I, I liked the – I wanted more of the story with, like, the kid, like, the son coming back. And, like, anyway, that, that's getting on Fallen Skies. But, like, I kind of felt like uh, Vikings was kind of doing the same thing for a little bit there. But, like – you know they they they've had like they've pushed ahead in, in time once or twice already in Vikings and so you're kind of getting like the there's a new actor for the son he's older and like they're kind of following him now as well as Ragnar and um, I'm go- I'm going to keep watching it for sure they it's yeah. it's going to go it's going to go in a weird direction next season so we'll see cool yeah yeah I want to watch the I like I don't know there's so much to watch all the time yeah yeah all the time I'm pretty psyched to see the Exorcist series, though. Oh yeah, yeah. That to come on. Uh, the the book is great. Like, the film is like, it's made to be a horror film, and I understand that. But the book has a lot of like. There's like a couple of chapters where the priest is talking to the demon, and they have mm-hmm. like really long, like, you know, ten page, like discussions about like jesus and like life and stuff and it's like right. so fucking interesting it's like not even scary it's just like you're talking this being that has been there since the beginning is right trying to like basically dissuade this priest from being a priest but the priest is like well what about this it's like these conversations are so cool that they what have. show is this now uh, this is the book the exorcist but they're doing a oh, show okay, yeah. on fox called the exorcist so i hope they might get into a little more of that like maybe talk to the demon and like while it'll be kind of creepy and stuff you know i mean it's an exorcist show it has to be i hope it like delves more into like <laughs> talking to beings that have been around you know and just dive into this like you know i don't know man it just i'm pretty excited for that andrew what do you got tv show what should i be watching oh man you know uh i feel like you guys watch a lot more than i do i mean my pick was of course stranger things oh actually a uh, very good runner-up is the Get Down on Netflix. Yeah, I have you guys seen that? Well. I've, I've seen, seen the yeah two episodes. I gotta finish it. Yeah, like that was like another like like kind of going through like Stranger Things withdrawals. It's like I need something that good again in my life, and Get Down kind of filled that void for me. So to 
yeah, it was just great. Like I love that whole like beginnings of the hip hop scene with, you know, it's 1977. They're not quite. They don't quite have hip hop really created yet, but it's definitely in the works. And disco is still there, but maybe on its way out. And actually, the first episode directed by Baz Luhrmann. You know, like his directing style is like yeah, kind of a bit too much at times, but the rest of the show is not so much like that. It's just kind of shot more normally. So uh, I think it actually that's actually better. But uh, um, I mean, yeah, man, just like the whole like young cast. If you want to see another great series with a very young cast, mostly boys, I guess, <laughs> um, like Stranger Things, then maybe catch the the get down because the it's just it's just been great, really great. And um, I haven't watched even the first whole season of Mr. Robot, but I'd say that's like pretty up there as well. I haven't. I just haven't finished that yet. Uh, I'm just gonna throw out. Everybody should be watching Broad City because that show's fucking great. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I like sketch comedy. I just haven't really uh, picked that up yet. Yeah, it's it's good. Uh, I think it's. Wait, uh, doesn't it show on Hulu a lot? I think is what it's on. I th- I think yeah, so. It's on, it's on Hulu. I don't know if the whole series is, is on it yet. I'll catch any sketch comedy, man. I like like Keem Pill, SNL. I was dude, when I was a kid, I was a huge fan of all of that on Nickelodeon, on SNCC. Yeah. Like, well, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't that was my shit. It's not, yeah, it's not really sketch comedy. I mean, you're just kind of following these girls like in New York, just doing like you know kind of crazy shit and like. Oh, uh, I thought of, I, I thought it was sketch. I haven't really seen the show that much. No. All right. I mean, it's good. It's funny. You'll have little daydreams and stuff that are fun, but yeah. Okay. I mean, Bob and David like and all that. minutes long, and it's it's fucking solid. I haven't seen the latest season though, so. Okay. Whoa, Manny. I know, man. I don't got Hulu. I'm trying to save some of that cash. I'm coming to LA. I got you. I got you. <laughs> you watch Hulu at my place, bro. Well, right. you you're bu- you gotta stop buying twenty thirty dollar seasons, man. Yeah, well, shit, dude. Like, I gotta stop that shit, because if there's anything I know about L.A., it's gonna be expensive. Motherfucker, like, buying fucking $100 concert tickets. Yeah, but you already got that down, so we're good on that. Halloween Horror Nights, if we we have time. Maddie, Um, you will love love the fuck out of that, I feel like. Yeah, I want to see that Del Toro exhibit, which will probably be fairly expensive. 30 bucks. Oh, well, 30 bucks ain't bad. Uh, but you know, I mean, I'm sure we'll go out and stuff and food and yeah, food, I, yeah, of course. I'm sure, I'm sure we can eat cheap there too. But like, you know, I definitely want to try some good restaurants and shit and try some cool stuff. So all right, yeah, we'll we'll talk more later after the podcast yeah. about that for sure. Sweet. <clears throat> uh, did you guys want to do Maddie's music, or you guys want to hold off to like maybe? Well, I wanted to, I wanted to um, go into uh, at least comics for me. Oh, oh, cool. go, yeah, sorry. go ahead, Joey. Um, so, I mean, I, as far as like a new title that's that's out this year, because um, I read a lot of stuff that's you know kind of ongoing. They've been out for you know before 2016, um, but I believe Paper Girls is probably sort of a surprise hit for me. Really, it's very much like it's very much like Stranger Things, but it's all girls. And they're, you know, they're paper girls. They have a paper route, and uh, they kind of meet up and hang out. And like, you know, they're a little, they're a little gang or club. You know, they kind of, they're, they're all friends. 
And then just like this weird, just sort of sci-fi stuff just starts happening in their town. And they're like, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. And I think they're only like in, in issue eight or nine at this point. Uh, it's written by uh, Brian K. Vaughn, you know, Why the Last Man. Uh, he's doing Saga right now. Um, and Indeed. I'm really Cliff Chang, who did the, the great uh, series yes, of Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Yeah, and so it, it's been it's been it's been fun. I, I can't wait for more to come out, sort of, because because within this eight or nine issues, it's like there's definitely been some stuff that's happened. You're like, oh, okay, we're we're getting into this. You have got me intrigued. It. I will probably yeah. pick up that first issue just because of what well, you just said. The first trade's out, and it's the first yeah. six issues. I think it's like twelve bucks, at least online, and it's like fifteen. Uh, uh, physical copy. Sounds great. Yeah, I want to. I want to read that as well. Um, I love Brian K. Vaughn. Uh, I've been a fan since like Why the Last Man, Pride of Baghdad's fucking heartbreaking. Speaking of a fucking cool ass animated movie that needs to be made, Pride of Baghdad would be fucking great. I don't. I've never heard of that. Uh, it's basically like The Lion King, but in like war torn. I, I forget fucking what Middle East country it's in. It's fucking brutal, man. It's like it's based on a true story about these like uh, zoo animals that like the zoo got like broken into and they got this pride of lions got out and so mm -hmm. told from their perspective. And it's just Interesting. Crazy. Yeah, it's fucking great, man. He wrote it. It's so fucking good. Why the Last Man's also heartbreaking. I love Saga. Saga's so fucking good. Yeah, I've actually read a pretty good deal of Saga as well. I think that's excellent. It's weird as fuck, but it's great. It is weird. I, I want more from it. I feel like I get an, an issue, and I'm like, okay, it's, you know, I, I know they're 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 really sort of like, uh, I guess, sort of telling the story, you know, in, in lack of a better term, um, sort of sort of getting to know the characters and everything. But like, I'm wanting some stuff to happen. Just sort of all the the stuff they're talking about, sort of between the the the, the planet, I guess, federations or whatever, like. You know them going to sort of tear all that down or whatever, but you know. Joey, I agree with you. I want something to happen, but I'm also scared. Yeah, <laughs> not very true. About, if there's anything I'm gonna know about what I've read of Brian K. Vaughn, he's gonna break my heart. And it's gonna yeah. Be pretty. Yeah. Because like I like I never like shed a tear reading a comic, and I read like that last final uh, book of Why the Last Man, and I was fucking all tears, man. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, because you know that the saga is told from the daughter, yeah. and so she's like, "Yeah, my mom and dad did this, they did that," and it's like, "Uh, oh, okay." Yeah, you're I, right. I, yeah, I, I'm just not even thinking about it because I know it's not going to be. Good. I know, I know. Um, so yeah, uh, is that all you had, Joey? Yeah, I think that's it for me for comics and stuff. Uh, I'll go. I haven't really been. I've been. I kind of stopped on Outcast, uh, which I also mentioned was a great show, also a really cool comic. Kind of a slow burn, um, not yeah. necessarily Walking Dead, uh, but I kind of like it just because it does. It's a slow burn, but then it will also they'll give you a little piece every now and again. So it's been a fun read for me. Um, I don't really think I've read anything. I haven't been reading much. Like I like I want to read Paper Girls. I want to read Bitch Planet really bad. Oh yeah, Bitch Planet um, definitely. Um, a lot of the times I just go and look for like a. I almost picked up like a Wolverine like volume one when they would release those big volumes with like uh, the black and white 
Uh, oh yeah, the, the essentials. Like I've been trying to find more of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I haven't really been like up on like single issues that's been coming out. I haven't really found a comic book store in Cincinnati that's. I tried to go on one on a Monday and it was closed, and I was like, all right, well, <laughs> you know, if that's not a sign, I don't know what is. So, kind of just you know, if something comes my way, I'm trying to like get into it. Uh, I I haven't read Witches yet, but um, I want to read that as well. Oh yeah, you got to do that. Uh, by Scott Snyder. Um, but, yeah. Andrew, make a note. Speaking of Bitch Planet, I got I got another way I want to do the intro for this show. All right, okay. all right. We'll uh Joey, we'll put a, put a pin in that. All right. Have you read a comic? It's called like Wolf's Rain, I think it's called. It's about. Uh, hold on, let me. Gotta do some research real quick. All right. Uh, but it was a really cool like I think it was only like. Maybe like six issues or something. Mm-hmm. Wolf's Rain? Yeah. No, rain? Like, never heard of that one. Wolf's Rain, okay. Um, no, no, it's not an anime thing. Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, I am seeing anime. Well, it's basically about, it's okay. like a werewolf story about how, like, uh, when you become a werewolf, um, you it's like a disease, you get it. Well, it's like a cold, but then you pass it on to someone. Okay. And it's about like these people who have been werewolves and murdered, massacred their families or um, other members of like like where they live. But then that person is fine the next day, so they have to live with this, and people know it's them. So it's about like the, one of the stories is like this one guy is like hunting, trying to kill these people before they become werewolves. And then, like, one of the guys is trying to find, like, the start of this disease. It was so fucking cool, man. Like, I never got to finish it, but it was, like, a really cool take on, like, werewolf, uh, like, mythos and whatnot. Lycanthropy or whatever? Yeah. Lycanthropy, yeah. Yeah. Shit. I don't read, just real quick, I don't read as as much as as you guys do probably, but, I mean, you guys are going to see this coming, but... I'd say the Ninja Turtles Batman crossover. Dude, when I when I went when I went to the comic book store uh, this week, uh, one of the guys they were talking about that uh, uh, trade, and they said it was really good. It's just so like, it's basically just fan service, but in all the right ways. Like, it's we everybody our age grew up with both of these properties in a really big way. You know what I mean? Like, if the only other thing you could think of is, like, maybe Power Rangers versus X-Men or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, Ninja Turtles and Batman, just really big characters put together in the same universe for the first time. Mm -hmm. And it pretty much works, especially since they have the kind of, like, ninja connection, the martial arts connection, and the way that they view the Batcave and Batman and Robin and the way that he looks at them and like there's like kind of a heartwarming scene between Batman and, and Raphael so yeah I mean ultimately the plot is somewhat standard but all of the kind of moments that happen in this kind of standard plot are, are really really good cool. I want to read it I got it for you, man. I got a, I got a, a hardcover. Hey, to LA? I want to read this Batman versus Batman Ninja Turtles comic. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that werewolf comic is called Wolf Moon. 
Okay. By Vertigo. And I will go on okay. Amazon immediately and order the trade. Let me see this shit. This looks cool. Yeah, I read like the first like two or three issues because we got them in at work. When I was working at a half price, and I was like, oh shit, this, this is dope. There's like three I didn't get to finish. But, uh, this is. I, that was probably cool. last year. But, I don't know. At this point, we're just talking about cool shit, so. Yeah, and other like related comic book news is uh, Image Comics is moving to Portland. What? I oh, know. yeah? They're moving their entire office to Portland, bro, apparently. Oh, sorry. Well, artwork, artwork looks pretty cool, Maddie. Yeah, 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 it looks pretty sweet, dude. So this story is good? Yeah, I was pretty well, impressed with it for being a... Uh... Yeah, just like I was like, what's Wolf Moon about? And then I was like, actually at the register and I had the first volume and it was pretty slow. So I pulled it out and just was like reading the first issue while I was on the clock. And I was like, all right, I'm sold. Shit. But I mean, you guys know me. I, I fucking, if there's anything we need to be making movies of in the horror genre is a fucking good ass werewolf movie. There are very few. Yeah, I know. That's a character I think would be really cool. But I, I feel like I've only seen like, like one or two incarnations that were any good, like American Werewolf in Paris when I was in high school. That yeah. it was a rebit reboot, right? The first one was in London. Well, London's good too. It was good, but at the time I didn't know that because I was a kid, and I was I remember pretty much enjoying that one. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I like both of those. Uh, my favorite is a, a film called Bad Moon. Okay. I fucking, they're gonna release it on Blu-ray soon, I think through Shout Factory, but. Uh, it's based off this book called Thor. Doesn't have anything to do with the Marvel character. Just the German Shepherd's name is Thor, and that's the name of the book. But it's told through the perspective of the dog, and how like this dog wants to like save his family, and like it's so fucking good. Like uh, an ex-girlfriend got me a kin like because uh, she couldn't find the book because it's like out of print. So she found a cheap Kindle. Like she also worked at the other half price books. And then she put that uh, book on there for me because you could like download it for like five bucks or whatever. And uh, that book is fucking good. The movie's fucking great. Like the acting's fucking terrible in it. Like it's got the kid from Dennis the Menace in it. He's terrible. But like the fucking dog that is the like, oh, it's so good, man. I and the werewolf costume is fucking on. I fucking love it, man. All right, I'll Bad check Moon. it out. Bad Moon and Wolf Moon. Dude. We're going to start werewolf resurgence on here. Alright, sounds great. That one, the Wolfman or whatever with Nicio del Toro, was terrible. Yeah. yeah. I like I liked that because I saw it in a really shitty theater in Chicago. Yeah. Like, the screen was really terrible and it was kind of like scratchy and just like really shitty. So yeah. it was kind of like watching an old monster movie. So I had a good experience, but then I bought it, I got it, I picked it up on Blu-ray like at work for like $2.50 or something. I was like, I remember enjoying this, and it's like the director's cut, so there's like a little Van Helsing nod in it. Yeah. It played by like Max von Sydow, and I was like, that's cool. And then I watched it, and I was like, this movie's fucking terrible. Yeah, man, I was, I, <laughs> I, li I liked the trailer when I, you know, it got me to see the movie, but then when I saw it, I was like, this movie is just, why is it so bad? This is, this is just bad. One thing I about that movie, though, is the detective played by Hugo Weaving, his backstory is that he was on the Jack the Ripper case. And that was fucking cool as shit. Yeah, that's alright. Yeah, that's like, cool. Like, little things like that I really like, but ultimately the movie just didn't, like, do it for me. Right. And it's probably because it was a lot of fucking CG werewolf bullshit. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, Mark Romanek was attached to direct that, which I thought would have been a really cool choice, but then he dropped out. Probably would have been yeah. better. Yeah. But. Oh, Joey. Oh, shit. Do you, did you hear that they're trying to redo, uh, like, a lock and key uh, TV show? Yes. Oh, my God, dude. Please, please let it happen this time. I know. I know. <laughs> That's another comic. Like, I hadn't read the last volume of that. And I was like, I don't remember what these characters are doing or where they are in their lives. And, like, the last couple of frames of that, I was, like, fucking in tears, dude. I was like, oh, my God, it's so good. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Oh, dude. Oh. Brutal. Brutal, but in a good way. Read Lock and Key, listeners. Read it. So fucking good. You guys ready to move on to uh, Maddie's music? Let's do, do it. it. All right, uh, so Maddie. So this time around, we were doing uh, uh, the band Horseback, and the album was Dead Ringers. Maddie, why did you choose this album? The album art. Really? Well, that's what drew me to it because I was like, "What the fuck is this shitty artwork doing?" It looks like <laughs> why does this horse have so many legs? <laughs> yeah. Why does this girl have a, a skull on her and uh, a scythe and these weird little fucking dog creatures running around? I mean, ultimately, like, looking at that cover, you have to go, what the fuck does this shit sound like? I mean, to me, anyway. Uh, right. I was I was really surprised. Uh, um, but, yeah, that's ultimately what drew it to me. I didn't really know much about this band um, or this guy who, like, comes up with the concepts and the music and then, like, has his friends play the rest of the music or whatever his deal is. Um, but, yeah, I just thought it was, like, it's just cool. It's kind of, like... It's like a weird, it's like, it's like chill, but also creepy, but chill at the same time. It's, it's kind of jazzy also. Yeah, it's just got all you these know? kind of different, like, folky elements to it, too. Um, a lot of, like, like, some minimal electronic stuff in it. Um, so I listened to this album, and I was like, oh, so does the rest of Horseback stuff sound like this? And it does not. Most of it's, like, very neurosis-sounding, like very like he's like it's kind of like atmospheric as in dead ringers is yeah but there's a lot more like screamy guttural vocals in it which is like like i like that stuff too but i also like this album but um yeah i was just kind of like i've recently with my list of music we just mentioned i've been in a kind of chill out phase where i haven't been listening to a lot of like really intense metal stuff recently um, but uh, Horseback was one of the bands around the time I started listening to the, uh, the album release Between the Waves, which is also another relapse release. And then this came out a um, couple couple weeks ago. But yeah, I've just it was just kind of nice, kind of chill. You can kind of just sit back and let it play, and just you know, I don't know. It's just it's cool. It's relaxing. Um, it's just like that fucking cover is interesting. His vocals are also kind of weird sounding. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Also, uh, whenever you said whenever you if you ever came up to me and went dead ringers I'd be like oh yeah that fucked up Cronenberg movie about the twins yeah my brother actually mentioned that he was like so, oh okay but um, that also drew me because I was like well what, does this have anything to do with actual dead ringers or you know is it a concept album but then the cover wouldn't suggest such a thing but you know all of it kind of just drew me in just like the artwork just being kind of very outsidery like a very much like a weird Talking Heads cover, you know, like the metal version of, um, uh, to, like, what was his name, Reverend Howard Finster, who did a lot of those Talking Heads covers? I think that's what, what his name was. Not sure. Uh, 
but uh, that kind of drew me to it, and then calling it dead. Ringers also drew it to me, and then that first track, Modern Pool, is just, then when the vocals come in, it's just like, it's just, just interesting sounding. Just, uh, you know, I don't really hear stuff like that, you know, especially being on a very, like, prominent metal label, so. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of listened to it. I thought it'd be kind of fun for you guys to hear to see what you thought. Just, you know. We listened to a lot of metal on here and, you know, love metal, but it's, you know, it's a genre and you kind of know what you're getting into with it. So every now and again, I like to throw a curveball, curveball like I did with liturgy. And, you know, now it's, uh, I feel like horseback is not the next liturgy. I don't think it's as weird as that, but I definitely think it's uh, definitely strange to kind of see what you guys thought about it. What'd you think, Joey? It's definitely interesting and experimental. There's, uh, I, I gave it like one full listen. Um, uh, I want to listen to it a bit more. There were some songs that I that I couldn't get into, and there was like a few that I did enjoy. Uh, again, it's kind it's kind of experimental, jazzy. The vocals I'm not dead set on just yet. I want to keep listening to a little more. I feel like one of the first uh, was this first or second song kind of sounds a little like Moby. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. But. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting, and I, I would definitely want to hear more. Cool. Yeah, so uh, I I thought it was it was all right. You know, I I don't think I was right. I was really in the mood for it this week. I, I like I've been like re-listening to a lot of like Mastodon, and I'm going to a Blind Guardian concert in the beginning of October. So I've been re-listening to them. So like I was. I mean, it's it's kind of not fair, I guess, ultimately. But I was just more in the mood for like really upbeat shit. Yeah. And I, I feel like if I if I had, you know, like gotten really fucking stoned and listened to them for the yeah. first time, I would have been like, "This is the shit," you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I didn't listen to their to their other stuff. I didn't know they got that heavy, like sounding like Neurosis. But, um, you know, it was just it was. I mean, yeah, it was just okay. You know, I didn't hate it. I wish I could say better about it, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it was my mood as well. I mean, that's cool. I mean, I just, it's something I've been, like, listening to for a while and just, like, keeping tabs on, and I didn't really have anything, uh, and I was, like, was kind of hesitant to recommend it at first, but, you know. No, I, I, I like the, I like the little, uh, you know, uh, oddball choices. But, yeah, man, I, I, I think the album's fucking solid. I would definitely, like, for you, Andrew, I would just say... If you ever find yourself, you're like, man, I want something chill. Like, just put this album on. Yeah. Song, yeah. Do an edible, whatever you, whatever you <laughs> motherfuckers do out in L.A. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You know, uh, and it's like, let it play, man, because that's, I just, I just turned it on and just was like doing other stuff. And I was like, God, this album fucking is cool as shit. So like, I had to give it a, like a couple more spins before I was like sold on it. And I was like, what does their other stuff sound like? Because their other covers are like really fucking metal looking. And um, I was like, well, this looks weird. Is this the same band? And it's like, they like stylistically, like musically, it all sounds very similar, but the vocals change. I actually picked up an album before this one with like five songs on it that's very much like headed in the direction of what Dead Ringers is, but it kind of keeps a little bit of like their earlier stuff too. But yeah, it's an interesting band uh, for sure. Definitely like it doesn't seem like they're releasing the same thing every time, so... I thought they were like pretty metal just from the name and from the album cover with the skull and like a weird horse. Yeah. 
I don't know. It seemed like it was going to be metal again. And then when I started listening to it, I was like, oh, okay, that's this is. What, yeah. That's what I thought too. I I didn't like really know what to expect. Like, I mean, there's cool metal covers I've seen that I'm like, ah, I'm just not into this type of metal. And I was kind of like, but the and I was like, I don't even know if I want to listen to it. Do I need anything new? I'm already listening to so much. But that cover just kept drawing me back, man. I was just like, it's so weird looking. It's just like, <laughs> like the you guys know me, so like I'm drawn to that like weird. Like why? Why, why is this the cover? Like, <laughs> I need to hear what this is about. You know? So the illustrator in you was the thing that really piqued your interest well, yeah, in I mean, the like, in the music of this band, kind of. Yeah, I mean, like Joey, like if you you saw the cover, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's very much like that illustrator in you is, like, come with some of the proportions are kind of off. It looks like, a, like you know, someone in high school might have done it. Just, like, weird for an album cover, you know? Yeah, the kind of, like, color pencil look. Yeah, it's just it's just a strange cover. And, like, you know, for that to be, like, on a uh, label that I really like, uh, you know, and it's just, like, you compare it to the other stuff that was coming out with these, like, really nice covers and, like, really epic metal covers. It was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I got to know. You know, oh yeah, so. I'm into it. <laughs> so yeah, the cover, like the cover alone, I love a poster of that shit. It's just so weird looking. I don't even want it to say horseback or dead ringers. I just want like a poster of that weird like, what? How many legs does that horse have? Like fucking eight or something? Yeah, something like yeah, that. Ten. Weird man. Yeah, something. Yeah, fucking weird. But if, the, if our listeners need something new, check that fucking record out. Uh, it's it's very cool, very chill. Just. Put it on and just kind of relax. Have a beer, smoke some if that's what you're into. <laughs> right, right, right. Cool, dude. Well, I think we're approaching the uh, two-hour mark, like I always say, but uh, it's true. And uh, I think that's going to do it for episode 27. Do you guys have any closing remarks for the whole episode? Um, see Yoga Hosers. It's a lot of fun. Fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Um, also, see Rob Zombie's Thirty One. Very cool. If you if you're into his his films, his music, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, anything else we really said on here tonight? You should probably be that should be part of your life because we like a lot of cool shit. So <laughs> we're kind of cool. So I mean, just, just enjoy <laughs> just enjoy what you like and don't listen to anybody. Yeah. Uh, you know. Except for us. Go see. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You know, there's other things out there, and uh, you know, go yeah. go look around. Go, totally agree, all in agreement with uh, finding stuff you like for yourself and all. Yes, uh, my advice is uh, if you haven't watched Stranger Things, what the fuck is your problem? And yeah. maybe at the same time play Castlevania Symphony of the Night if you haven't done that yet. I, I, I'm just gonna <laughs> make a little comment. Play, watch Stranger Things, pay full attention to it. And then play Symphony of the Night with full attention. I don't Man. think you can do two at the same time. No, you cannot. It's too Andrew, have you played good. have you played Super Castlevania yet? No, I haven't. It's on my list, man. God damn you. I know. I, <laughs> I haven't I mean I can't get around all this fucking media, dude. It's on my fucking it's on my emulator. I got it fucking lined up. Just haven't done it. The thing is also like I like when I play a Castlevania game or Metroid any fucking games these days it's a commitment dude i'll be going to the fucking bathroom taking my breaks like i mean i get more addicted to these games than any other fucking game dude like even doom my favorite game right now i could put that down 
Like, now, no problem. Yeah, I mean, think of, like, Super Castlevania as something like it's a platformer. You know, it's got 10 or 12 levels. You know, it's not a Metroidvania, so you could beat it. You could knock it out in, like, three or four hours at the most. Okay, okay. Okay, that sounds good, because I was, I was afraid of, like, the commitment. It wasn't that I thought I wasn't going to be interested in it, Joey. Oh, yeah. Please. It was the fact that I thought I was going to fucking throw myself into it again, and I was like, I need to work. <laughs> I, I have a job. The commitment is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And, like, really, man, no other games are doing that to me these days. Like, like when I played Axiom Verge last year, again, blasted through it. I was like, ah, I'm playing the shit, I love it. You know, and then, I don't know. And then I beat it, and then it's done for a while. What were you going to say, Maddie? Yeah. No, I'm, just to that, like, I also agree, like, games haven't really captivated me as much. Like, some of them have been fun, but I kind of fall out of them. Yeah. But I think Last Guardian when that finally gets released. If it does, I still think it's probably just a hoax and it'll just go away for another five years. But I think that'll probably be the game that, like, pulls me back in and then I'll probably get around to, like, playing a lot more stuff. But, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Man. Just Matt, Maddie's have, been burned. Yeah, if, if we don't have a Superhouse podcast next week, it's because Andrew started playing Super Castle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, Joey, you did I, it. I can't put this down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man! Well, I mean, it has playing like, through those old ass games, man. They're so good. It has like the saves. So you can save it and play a level and save it. So it's, yeah, it's not a big deal. All right, all right. I do the save state shit too, man. Where I like in emulators. Fuck it, man. It's cheating. Don't care. Yeah. I don't have the rest of my life to replay. I don't want to be playing this level again. It's too much time wasted in my life. You know what uh, I mean? Agreed. Agreed. Dude, like, I don't even like. It's it's weird to think that we have everything we could ever want in our fingertips, basically. <laughs> but before, like when we were growing up, it's just like you only heard about these things. Right, right, like, right, right. Like, oh, where do I find a copy of that? Like, my random store in my small-ass town doesn't sell that. I don't know. Right. It's, it's, it just blows my mind that it's like we can play, like, any fucking Super Nintendo game we ever thought about playing. If you tried to order it, it was six to eight weeks. Yeah. And that right. was, And right. that's the earliest. Right, right. Like, you know. if we can get it, and it's like, right. what do you mean? Like, either you can or you can't. I'm not dropping this money if you can't get it. Right, like your parents are, wait, are waiting for the check to clear, like after two weeks, and it's like, well, I guess I guess this is happening. Maybe we'll see it in two months. You know, it's it's interesting for me to see like the some of the games that I played growing up show up on these hidden gems lists yeah. online, like Mega Turrican and Super Turrican. Yeah. You ever play those? Nope. Never played oh. them, heard of them. Okay, those are like, uh, you're like a robot, cyborg type of guy that like shoots things, but it has like crazy power-ups, like, Cinema. look it up, look it up, They're, those games were excellent, nobody heard about them, well, Matt, Matty did apparently, and also, I uh, a video game store, so I've heard a lot of stuff, I never played them, but, okay, okay, and uh, Mega Man Soccer, Never likes never like sports games, but Mega Man Soccer on Super Nintendo was so fucking good, dude. <laughs> never played. NFL Blitz was was pretty good too, actually. NBA Jam, you know, I was oh, never dude. a sports game fan, but those are like the only three I ever played. What was the football game? Were you like the the Vikings and stuff? 
Oh. And like the Road Warrior looking dudes. Is it Mutant you know, Football or whatever? It's Mut- like that, Mutant yeah. League Football, yes. Oh, yeah, that, football, was, yeah. that game was fucking good too. <laughs> yes. Anytime you had like fantasy characters playing sports, it was like, okay, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> or like fucking ridiculous. Like, I mean, NBA Jam is not a real sports game, man. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Like, the super moves, man. It was like a fighting game, kind of. Yeah, like that, that's what that's what for me makes it fun. Like sports games like that. I don't want to play real baseball on. No, fuck media, that. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I don't need to do that. Stuff. I want like I want it to be fun. Yeah, fun there's like, there's yeah. a reason you're playing a video game. It's to right. have a kind of fa- fantasy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah, Mega Man Soccer Duty. They all the characters like Proto Man, Scissor Man, all the mans. They're all there, bro. <laughs> all the mans is there. And then you just like fucking like had super super kicks to the goal. Proto Man was a shit I remember. That's gonna do it for episode. Exactly. Oh, uh, just to get both of our listeners caught up, uh, the uh, both of our listeners. The, the the next episode will more than likely feature our senior Batman correspondent Ben Yip once again, because we want to talk about the Killing Joke uh, animated feature. Uh, the latest offering from DC Animation, and uh, we wanted to do it for this episode, but timing didn't work out. Uh, so that's uh, we're gonna save that one for next time. And as for other plans, uh, still kind of figuring all that out. But um, look forward to Ben again. And uh, that's basically it. You guys got anything else? Metal. <laughs> Keep it metal. Keep it metal. Have a good night. Alright, that'll do it. See you guys later. Bye. Adios.